All right, welcome. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. It's Friday night. Show this out, show this out, show this out. Law of One. And it's a full moon first show of 2023. First full moon of 2023. It is a wolf moon. It is a micro moon, which means it's the farthest away from us that it can be. And uh, it's uh, got weird energy. Everybody's talking to me all week long about how the energy from the moon is bizarre and weird. <laughs> right? So everybody's having a weird time. Uh, it's Friday. It's a full moon. Uh, if you're in the United States, it's mostly uh, overcast almost everywhere you're at in the United States. Uh, not everywhere, but almost everywhere. There's little big storms going across the from west to east and a lot of people were freezing over and flooding we we're having problems out here in california literally in the last four days with rain and snow and flooding and, and things like that uh especially up here in northern california because of the water runoff and our irrigation system in california is antiquated uh it's been outdated for 40 years or so um, i know that because my cousin um who is deceased now retired in 1977 or 78 and um, he was actually one of the people who designed not a joke designed most of the dams in uh, the state of california that were built in the 50s and 60s uh and the waterways and he was lobbying and saying that the all of the waterways in the state of california casey reese welcome 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 show this out show this out um if you don't give me a shout out in the chat, I'll, I don't know you're here. Let me check on Facebook because for whatever reason on Facebook, on a couple of the different channels, the chat doesn't make it into the show. I'm not sure what's going on there. It uh, doesn't make it into the chat chat, right, uh, for the show. I'm not, not quite sure why. And I'm supposed to be live on my um, personal page, and I don't see it up here. So there's weird stuff going on already on Facebook. I'll reset my screen here on Facebook and find out, but we'll figure that out in a second, right? Because um, I'm supposed to be live on my wall and on Orion Rising. So anyway, so he was my my uh, cousin, Charlie. Uh, Charlie Duke was his name, Charles Duke. He was named after my grandfather, my mom's father. He was my mom's father's nephew, my grandfather's nephew. And he was named Charles and my grandfather's name was Charles. And um, he worked for the state of California. And like I said, he was designing the dams and the waterways uh, in California. And he said that all of our uh, waterways were antiquated, needing to be updated. And they were like, aren't you retiring there, Chaz? Have a nice day. And so they treated him like he was a dinosaur and couldn't get rid of him fast enough. They literally didn't do anything to the waterways uh, in the state of California from that time. Until 2016, when the when the dam broke uh, up here uh, in um, uh, uh, right above, I was going to say Quincy, but I don't think it's Quincy. Right north, uh, northeast of where I am in Sacramento, the dam broke in 2016, and the levees have broke every single winter since. We had a levee breach just the other day, two days ago. Uh, so a lot of things flooded, cost um, I think they said almost uh, uh, 15 or 17 lives uh, perished because of that. Uh, and they're not done uh, finding bodies, so they're saying it could be upwards around 30. All of this could have been avoided had they listened to my cousin Charlie and the other people who were saying 
we need to fix this now. They've been doing nothing but but running and spending millions and millions, if not billions, well, billions since then, uh, of, of dollars shoring things up and dredging to try and keep the waterways working. And he had a plan that they ignored in the 70s. I remember him telling me about it as I was growing up. He was telling me what was going on. And um, he warned. He said, when you get older, you're going to see all these problems that are going to happen unless, and, and of course, now my um, internet, for whatever reason, I know we have storms, right? But now, again, it's just dipping all day. I was trying to play my video game. I was playing World of Warcraft. And literally, I would be in the air on a mount flying someplace, and it would freeze. And I would find out that the, the uh, internet slammed down to no signal. Uh, and then I would have to uh, exit out from the game and then tell it to reconnect to the internet and then go back into the game and reload it. So it's been doing that all day. So I apologize. I'm watching it right now. Uh, so that's what we're going through here, but everywhere else as well, there's a lot of problems, but then a lot of this is because of the full moon. That's why I'm getting in, into that right now. Um, thank you, Casey. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Uh, Reese says full moon in six minutes. So the actual apex, thank you, Reese for that. Because I knew it was coming up, but I didn't know exactly when. Uh, so at 4.04, we had six minutes. So that was three minutes ago. So in three minutes, this is another reason why I'm spending time. I knew it was coming up, and I wasn't exactly sure of the exact moment. Reese, thank you. So the apex of the full moon is literally in three minutes. So wherever you are on the planet, the moon will be full for this Earth, for Terra, in uh, two and a half minutes from now is the apex of the full moon. And from that point on, it begins to wax uh, or it begins to wane. I apologize. It's waxing now, but it'll appear to be full, and it pro and it has. You know, yesterday and, and tonight, it usually uh, appears to the naked eye to be full for a three-day time period before we can detect uh, with our naked eye that the moon is is no longer full. So, so that, it, but it, I mean, it's full enough to where it really uh, is rules people. I'm ruled by the moon, so I have a hard time sleeping. I have way more energy. I have tons of energy anyways. People think that I'm uh, I like jacked up on caffeine or crack all day long, but it's just me and my family. That's just the way we are. I was literally online the other day with Jamie from Casey, you know, Jamie, right? Uh, from our, from our group, Psychic. Uh, and I've had her on uh, one of the Earth Days. Uh, she was on live talking before. Uh, and she's been on doing lives all over the internet doing readings and uh, she was in uh, my group that Peter and I run, uh, not Peter Coyle, but Peter uh, GV from South Africa. Uh, he and I have been running that now for, God, I don't know, more than five years, I think. I created it six or seven years ago. And Peter showed up early on and has been my right-hand man uh, on uh, taking care of the three psychic groups that we have. And uh, uh, in any case, uh, uh, she was on really quickly because we're about one minute away now from the apex, if you guys are interested, of this full moon. While she was on... Um, I popped on because she was trying to go live and, and Peter was not on. He was, it must've been asleep at that point because he's in South Africa. So our times are way off from he and I, we do get to communicate during the mornings and at night when he's up and I'm going to bed and when I'm getting up and he's going to bed. Uh, so I approved her and then hopped on to watch her live. Well, because I was on there, she was doing live reads for everybody. And so she said, Leonard, if you're going to be here, do you want me to do your read for 2023? I said, sure, man, yeah, let's do it. I'll stay. So I stayed for her whole read. She was on for about an hour. She went. She was only going to be on for about 20 or 30 minutes. Uh, and she ended up going over an hour reading everyone. And she read me and she was laughing 
because uh, the the other side was communicating with her. My guides were communicating with her. And I don't think I had a family member come through, but I usually have one of my grandparents, my grandfather, usually my father or grandfather or great grandfather on my father's side. And my grandfather uh, on my mother's side usually comes through one of those or a couple of those. Right. Allison, thank you. Allison said she hit like on my on my video. So she's here somewhere. Oh, she is. She just popped in and said hello. Thank you, Allison. Welcome. So she was literally laughing because they were telling me it's time to get back to work, not doing what I'm doing now because I still do this, but get back to work on my writing, which I've been putting off for a while. Russell Woodrow just hit like on my show. I don't know if he's in the audience. If you are, brother, welcome. Um, I don't know if he's, I don't think he catches the show usually, uh, but he's a good friend of mine. He's one of my best friends. We've been friends for, oh God, 25 years now or more. Was, I think I met him when I was 18, right? But we didn't start hanging out until I was about, 27. I started working with his wife and in fact, she got me the job. Uh, and uh, then we've been uh, hanging out like ever since anyway. So, so they were laughing because they were telling me that it's time for me to start continuing writing uh, on uh, 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 with the, my books that I haven't put out that I know that I'm supposed to be writing, but I haven't been doing. And they said, it's time for you to start doing that. And she was laughing because they were telling her and laughing about how fast my brain works and how fast that, that I can write because how fast I talk, right? You guys know that I talk slower right now because I'm slowing down. You should hear me when I'm around my family. It runs in my family. Our brains work super fast. Not all of us, but most of us. And we talk fast, 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 fast uh, with that, with that Irish gypsy speed, right? Like in the, in the movie, Kevin, uh, thank you. I don't know if you're in the audience, but he hit like on the, on the, uh, on the show. So I get a notification. You guys are probably hearing it going boom, boom, boom uh, in my ear. That's a notification telling me when people hit like or share it. So anyways, so they were laughing and saying that I can literally write as fast as I can speak. Not because of a program, but because that is how I am. I type. And when I type, I type as fast as my brain is, is speaking to me and then go back and correct the spelling later. Right. I hit, I hit, hit a program now before when I wrote my first three books. I didn't, and I was doing it longhand. And of course, that came out with grammatical errors and spelling problems that people who are super anal were not really who I'm writing the books for. Um, they have a problem with that, right? There's many writers in history that have done the same thing and they write it. And however it comes out, they never edit it. However, it comes out without with grammatical errors or spelling errors, they published it. It's just the way they work. Yeah, Kevin, I see you were there. Hi, guys. Kevin says, welcome. So um, thank you, Allison. Allison said, good job. So uh, so she, they were laughing about how fast my brain works. And they were, she's like, what are you, you're like a savant. Are you a savant? I'm like, well, in some, in some respects, what, you know, our brains work that fast, but we do have uh, that gene. My uh, nephew is, uh, is autistic, but we don't believe that that was, we believe that was done because of uh, inoculations that he got when he was six months old, which have, uh, my brother was part of a class action lawsuit because literally that we had, uh, in the United States, we had one child per eight, per a million that were being born autistic. And then when everybody started getting their uh, shots at six months, it went from one in a, a million to one in eight being autistic. And there was a big lawsuit um, worldwide, but especially in the United States. And they proved that these pharmaceutical companies were causing kids to become autistic. However, we do have a slight gene because of our um, our larger than normal IQ 
<laughs> we move really fast. Our brain thinks super fast. Everyone keeps telling me I should go on some of these game shows because, you know, the, the game shows are all about how fast your brain uh, neurons fire. So how many ganglia cells you have in your, in your brain uh, it allows you the more glia cells you have, the more ganglia, the faster you can think uh, and, and come up with uh, information. I think so fast I have to slow down to get my uh, words out. That's not a joke. That's not a joke. Uh, I have to literally, sometimes I stumble on my words and it's not because I have a stutter. It's because I'm, and that's what happens with people who stutter, by the way, they fire too fast and they get a stutter because their mouth gets stuck on trying to say a word and their brain is already past it like 40 sentences later. Anyway, so the full moon apex just hit now six minutes ago <coughs> worldwide. So it is at its crest at the apex and at the strongest energy wise and this energy is is different than all of the other energies that we've had for the last three years during the activation it is now even though this is a micro moon so the moon is furthest distance away from our planet that it can be and with the super moons it was the closest to our planet that it, that it could be and it was that way for a very long time which was very baffling to scientists but Ra talked about that. He's not talking about it right now, but he will because we're still talking about the Orion Confederation. And we'll get into that in just a second because I'm wasting a lot of time here now talking about the full moon. But this is important because I'm sure that many of you out there feel the difference in the energy. I've had many of you contact me and talk about it in the last few days leading up to. And so I posted that. If you go to my page on, my page on, on Facebook to my wall, you'll find it there along with my. Uh, with my uh, reels that I've posted in the past few days. Now that we're into January of 2023, I'm, I'm posting instead of the holiday um, you know, reels, I'm, I'm doing real reels, right? So you guys should take a look at those. I get more hits on Facebook than I do on TikTok or, or Instagram or Twitter, which I didn't think was going to happen, uh, or YouTube. I just started putting them up on YouTube, by the way. I only have about three or four up there. Anyways, but I'm going forward. I'm going to continue doing that. So I hit all of those just like I do with the show so that it's out there. So people will, whatever happens to me in life, these will be out in the ether for people to find. I know Allison, right? You should have me back again soon. I agree. Allison says, Leo, I enjoy having you on my show again as soon as you're free. Let's talk. I, I don't you know. I would love to do that. Last time we, we couldn't hook up. It just got weird, right? We were trying to do it. And every time we were trying to do it, either I had something happen or you had something happen in our, uh, our private lives and we couldn't hook up to do that. But yes, I would love to be on your show again. Um, I was just thinking about that because last time I was on there, you guys had the preacher on there and I haven't uh, talked to him since. So, oh, you've been trying to message me. I didn't know that. I, I must be not paying attention to my messages. I apologize if you're trying to message me and I haven't responded because I didn't realize that you were. I don't know why. I'll have to check my messages. <laughs> So <clears throat> I, seriously, I don't know why I'll have to look at that and find, figure out what's going on, why I haven't seen the message. But then again, I get messages from a lot of people, but I would have answered you. Uh, so I apologize for that. Send me another message and we'll hook up, right? We'll figure out when a time and date and we'll get on the air and we'll talk. Okay, seriously. Um, so, so the full moon energy is now different than has been. The activations are now over. And we're now moving into the state of Aquarius, right? We are moving into Bakhtun 13. We're moving away from, and this will continue. It's a building thing. It's not like it happens overnight. Everyone expects because of Hollywood, because of this day of, of instant gratification, 
everyone thinks that it when when they just say it's a light switch and click and then it literally is going to change everyone thinks that one day we were all going to be standing here and then all of a sudden poof we're going to be standing and then the whole entire earth is going to transform which is entirely possible okay i'm not saying that it won't happen but the but the odds of that happening in the entire species transitioning into the fourth uh, is is very very unlikely. However, we are going to transition and move into that very quickly, far faster than than you can imagine, uh, unless you're imagining it's a light switch. And but that would freak out so many people. Think about this: you're standing in your house with your family, your kids, your mom, your dad, whatever. And then all of a sudden, you're in a foreign planet. Are you in your home now? You wouldn't notice it, okay? You, you wouldn't. Here's the thing. Here's the problem with that. If we switched literally right now realities and everybody was in the next reality, you wouldn't notice that you were in the next reality because you have a past, present, and future there. So it could happen. It could have already happened. And you wouldn't notice it. I've had it. I have it happen to me all the time. I'm constantly moving from reality to reality. I literally today was looking at the file that I'm using right now that we're going to play in a minute from the law of one, which I created in de November or December. And it says I created it in January of 2023. I did not create it this month. We are six days into this month. And then I was looking at a video that I posted like five years ago and it said I posted it last year. So there's some weird stuff going on in the reality that we're in right now uh, where I have memory of doing things just like when I did the law of one the first time in this reality. I haven't checked it lately, but in this reality, the last time I checked, it said I, I was doing it up until 2021. Right. I mean, the, and the, the, there was just a, um, an Earth Day video. That's one of the videos I looked at. There was an Earth Day video that said that um, that we did it in 2021 or 2022. And I didn't do an Earth Day video in 2020. I did do some stuff in 2022 and 2022 was kind of a blur uh, because of the energy that was going on. So there were some things that I went, wait a minute, I do remember doing that now. That's right. I was live with those guys and we did do that. But I didn't do these big uh, events like we did in 2020, 2019, 2020, and 2021. So it's weird that it shows that. But then everything got moved up in a weird way uh, because, it, like I said, uh, I did the law of one starting in 2017. It says that I did the law of one starting in 2018 or 19. And I started in 2017 and, uh, and that the very latest, maybe 2018, but it says I started in 2019. So it's crazy weird. Denise, welcome. So it's crazy weird. That so you can shift timelines and weird things happen. And you, and unless you're paying attention, they call that the Mandela effect. Unless you're, unless you really pay attention to details, you can shift from one reality to the next and not actually realize you're doing it. However, if you shift it into a foreign reality, this is this is in fact a lot of what Raw is warning about, is because what we manifest in our minds is what happens, right? And that's why I'm I'm showing um, the these more of these reels that I'm making, these videos like on TikTok and things where I'm showing the manifestation of uh, energy and showing how it is is comparing. Uh, to uh, different things, right? I know Denise Denise wasn't here last week. She had a family stuff, a family over, and so she couldn't be here. And so today she's back live. Um, so I'm going to get into the law of one because we're talking about, literally we're just talking about the UFOs and people making contact, getting through the, the uh, uh, quarantine 
and how it is possible to have that happen uh, and, and what these ships just looked like and what would happen if they um, ignored the quarantine. Um, and Raw was like, it's like slamming into a brick wall head first. They cannot get through there, right? But there are gaps and they find them and they get through. And this is what I'm talking about, the Orion uh, Crusaders now. And they use those gaps to to uh, get here. So he asked, Don asked, so the, are all the ships, uh, spaceships that we've seen, UFOs that we've seen from the Orion Confederation? Uh, and Raw answered, of course, with mostly. Uh, some, uh, you know, a good uh, 20% or so are from this planet. They're, they're drones or spaceships that are uh, literally from our governments, the world governments on the planet. And then the others that we see are some that sneak through a portion that sneak through that are not the Orion Confederation or the Orion Crusaders that sneak through that come down here and they're trying to do scientific research either on the planet or on humans or on uh, the memory of humans because they want to know about war and famine and starvation. And so they come down and watch our memories like a movie, record it, take it back home to their people. Not a joke. Um, that happens to many people and they don't realize it. They think, you know, I was abducted by aliens and they did tests. They do that too. And they're doing tests on us to check our DNA and whole minds. And so that does happen. Like what we do to animals out in the wild, other races do to us. And eventually we'll do the same thing to other races. We're already doing it to other races. Now, if you consider we do it to lions, tigers, and bears, oh my, right? All right. So let's go ahead and continue. And let me know if this is not loud enough. I will turn it up because I do have my headset on. So I can turn it up louder uh, and it'll override. I'm sure you can hear the television in the background because I am. And let me take down this, this banner and you can see me here. I am in the dining room, right? Let me put me up on the screen here. Hi, sitting in the dining room, right? You can see I have boxes sitting here for when we get ready to move. I won't have to buy boxes. So I collect them every time I buy something from Chewy or, <laughs> or anywhere. If they're big enough, I fold them up and tuck them in this corner. That's a corner of wall right here, by the way. And this is the cabinets and then cabinets and going into the kitchen over there where the light is coming on me over here. And then the living room is that way, that way, right? My bedroom is that way. My office is that way. <laughs> Front door is way over there, <laughs> right? Okay. So, so let me uh, take me off of full screen again. And there's nothing to see here because I don't have a program that actually shows uh, words. So I'm going to head and put the, the uh, overlay back up so you guys can just hear. But I am watching the chat. So if you have questions, let me know. Right. Jen, welcome, by the way. Let me know if you have questions. Please uh, uh, talk in the chat and I will check uh, again over to Allison. I did get your message. It did pop up uh, over here. So now it does show me live over here. And Russell is in the chat over there. So I'm going to monitor that chat. Russell, welcome. I, you're, for whatever reason, because you're here on my page, instead of Orion Rising or YouTube, the chat here, for whatever reason, doesn't go into the show. So I don't see it, but I do see you here and I'll, I'll keep checking back unless you want to go find Orion Rising and click on the link from Orion Rising. And then the chat, for whatever reason, in, in Facebook comes into my StreamYard studio, but the one from this link, for some reason, does not. So, right, yeah, the internet, he says he's down He's down about 50 miles south of me, southeast of me in the San Francisco Bay Area. And he said the internet is wacky here uh, in Concord watching TV on my phone, right? See, so he's having problems. Uh, and uh, he says it's buffering like crazy storms, right? I'm having the same problems up here, brother. 
uh, and anything that hits you hits me right after it hits you comes up here, right? So, okay, I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, play a little bit more of, of Raw talking now, uh, uh, talking about or the questions and stuff. We're on session 12, question, I believe, number eight or nine right now is where we're going to start. Uh, like I said, literally the full moon just hit uh, 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago now. And it's the apex and Raw's talking about the UFOs and then we'll be moving from there. So I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, press play on that. And I have like two windows open now. Which one am I using here? Why do I have this open? What is this? I don't know what that is for. I'm going to close that. That's a weird, weird thing. I think this is the one that I have shared. Yes, it is. So I'm going to go ahead and play. All right. Let me know if it's not loud enough, uh, you guys, because I'll turn it up because it's coming through the microphone in my ear, right? Instead, because I don't have it open. Otherwise, mom would hear it and I'm letting her watch TV and I can still see what she's doing. So here we go. 12.9 questioner. Well, then are most of the UFOs which are seen in our skies from the Orion group? Ra, I am Ra. Many of those seen in your skies are of the Orion group. They send out messages. Some are received by those who are oriented towards service to others. These messages then are altered to be acceptable to those entities while warning of difficulties ahead. This is the most that self-serving entities can do when faced with those whose wishes to serve others. The contacts which the group finds most helpful to their cause are those contacts made with entities whose orientation is towards service to self. There are many thought form entities in your skies which are of a positive nature and are the projections of the confederation. Other sightings are due to the inadvertent visualization by your people's optical mechanisms of your own government's weaponry. 12.10 questioner, which group was it that contacted Henry Hoover in Israel, right around 1972? Ra, I am Ra. We must refrain from answering this query due to the possibility slash probability that the one you call Henry will read this answer. This would cause distortions in his future. It I do too. I had a, like three choices. Denise said, I like this guy's voice. That's what Peter said last time too. Um, I had like three choices and I liked this guy's voice too. But then again, it is almost like mine, right? It is a little raspy. So maybe that's why I like it. I don't know. It's a softer, more of a radio voice than the other voices and definitely the one that they got the, that Muffy Moose has is an English accent and a lot of people get annoyed with that right because it's hard to understand uh, but I like this one too so I'm going to go ahead and um, what's this somebody shared my video thank you <laughs> thank you very much okay so let's go ahead and continue it is necessary that each being use free and complete discernment from within the all self which is at the heart of the mind slash body slash spirit complex 12.11 questioner, does that also apply to answering who was contacting the group that I originally was in, in 1962? Ra, I am Ra. This query may be answered. The group contacted was the Confederation. 12.12 questioner, did they have any of their... Welcome, Penny Casey. Is that loud enough? I turned it up. Nobody said that that was okay. <laughs> so let me know. You guys said, turn it up, please. I did, but I, nobody said, that's good. I can hear it better now. So please let me know if it's still too low because I have both my headsets in my ears, hoping that it, for whatever reason, it resonates through my skull into the microphone. <laughs> you know, because sometimes that happens. I remember back in the day, really quickly, and then I'll press play again. I remember back in the day that um, my buddy had one of the car alarms, right? You, the key fob. And we were working at a movie theater. So I was 18, 17, 18, 18, 19. Uh, and he was somewhere around there. Penny, thank you for uh, for uh, uh, hitting like on that, by the way. And um, his alarm was going off, 
and his battery was getting a little low and he's pressing the button and it wouldn't turn off his car. He literally stuck it under his right above his throat under his jaw and pressed it up against the, the underside of his mouth and opened his mouth up. Oh, like he was going to go. Oh, and he pressed the button and it amplified the signal and turned off his car alarm. I don't know how he figured that out. I had never heard of that before. And I went, no way. And he went, watch. And he stand there pressing the button and nothing happens. Then he goes, watch. And he sticks it under his chin again, opens his mouth and presses the button. And his car alarm would turn on and turn off. It was the most bizarre thing. Uh, I don't know if anyone else knows about that. But it's, for some reason, his skull resonated the signal. And it, it literally acted like a megaphone. And as soon as he opened up his mouth, it was strong enough to turn off his alarm or turn his alarm on. It was really bizarre. Yeah, the TV in the background is kind of loud. I have to have it that way for mom. I apologize for that. Yeah, um, I'm you know, and, and I'm already bugging her sitting here because I'm not in the office. But I, but if I go in the office, I can't see her, and she has been having you know a sort of a rough time in the last, well, I guess month now, for whatever reason on Fridays, right? So I don't go in the office anymore. I'm sitting out here, and she's hard of hearing, so I have to have the TV kind of loud, and I'm literally sitting with the television kind of facing me through the, the the dining room from the living room out into the dining room. Uh, if I was sitting in the chair next to her, like I was two weeks ago, it would be even louder. If I turn it down, she won't be able to hear it. And all she'll hear is me. And then she gets annoyed. So I apologize for that guys. <clears throat> and if I take it off uh, of the microphone, and then it's going to be loud for her. She'll hear raw talking, not just me. Yeah, I know. Uh, it kind of sucks. I'll, I'll have to figure it out. You know, once I put her in a home, all that will go away. <laughs> right? and then I'll be able to do it and I won't have to worry about it. Or if I get into move into a place where I can uh, have somebody else here, you know, they're going to talk about moving into a house at some point, getting my sister uh, in the house. If we do that, then I can say I'm on air, take care of mom and I can go in the office and, and she can take care of mom at the time. And not have to worry about it, right? Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, continue. But yeah, that was the weirdest thing with the, and I was hoping that it wouldn't pick up the sound as much. Maybe if I would stop talking, you guys wouldn't hear the sound because maybe it is uh, amplifying through my skull, right? <laughs> okay, let's continue. Craft in our area at that time. Raw, I am raw. There was no craft. There was a dot form. 12.13 questioner. You mentioned the Orion Crusaders. When they do get through the net, give both technical and non-technical information. We know what you mean by technical information, but what type of non-technical information do they give to those they contact? Am I right in assuming that this is all done by telepathic communication? Ra, I am Ra. This is correct. Through telepathy the philosophy of the law of one with the distortion of service to self is promulgated. In advanced groups there are rituals and exercises given and these have been written down just as the service to others oriented entities have written down the promulgated philosophy of their teachers. The philosophy concerns the service of manipulating others that they may experience service towards the other self, thus through this experience becoming able to appreciate service to self. These entities thus would become oriented towards service to self and in turn manipulate yet others so that they in turn might experience the service towards the other self. 12.14 Questioner, would this be the origin of what we call black magic? Ra, I am Ra. This is correct in one sense, incorrect in another. The Orion group has aided the so-called negatively oriented among your mind slash body slash spirit complexes. 
these same entities would be concerning themselves with service to self in any case and there are many upon your so-called inner planes which are negatively oriented and thus available as inner teachers or guides and so-called possessors of certain souls who seek this distortion of service to self. 12.15 Questioner, is it possible for an entity here on earth to be so confused as to call both the Confederation and the Orion group in an alternating way, one, then the other, inaudible back to inaudible? Ra, I am Ra. It is entirely possible for the untuned channel, as you call that service, to receive both positive and negative communications. If the entity at the base of its confusion is oriented towards service to others, the entity will begin to receive messages of doom. If the entity at the base of the complex of beingness is oriented towards service to self, the crusaders, who in this case, do not find it necessary to lie, will simply begin to give the philosophy they are here to give. Men See, so you, th that right there is very important. That you guys have to remember that. You have to really, really get that. Think about what was just said, right? So I, I turned the sound way up. It's up at like 50% now, so it's a little loud in my ear, but it's not bad. I can tolerate it, right? It's better than if I had it loud uh, without the hair. Seriously, if I took the my earplug out, it would be blazing loud. So, uh, so hopefully that's better, a lot better than it was before. So now think about that. So if you are oriented towards in service to others but you're but you're not aligned properly right he was saying at the base so literally as your chakras are completely blocked or out of alignment which is what everything on television radio the internet is trying to do to you by distracting you constantly so that you're never focusing on yourself spiritually in any way and trying to make that spirituality in and of itself a bad thing in any way they can possibly do it because of that and when your chakras are not aligned properly you're you're more prone to receiving doom destruction bad uh, influence like that that you're unaware of that happens on a subconscious or a superconscious level if you're in service to others, if you're in service to self, they're not going to lie to you. So they give you the message that they're trying to teach. And this is very, 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 I can't say that word enough times, important. Because people literally don't realize that people who are in service to self give the true knowledge to other people in service to self, but they always hold back something because there can only be one. There's only one Sith Lord, okay? And they're always concerned that if they give out all of the secrets, their underling is going to take uh, it and destroy them to take their place because they're constantly trying to be the top dog because they all seek power because they're in service to self. They're all about themselves, so they constantly seek power. To some level, <laughs> some will just go, okay, this is my life and this is where I am, and they'll just control everybody around them, right? And others literally seek to be literally seek to be in charge of the planet. We literally, I just watched a woman who is in Congress today on the news and she's on the, on the conservative side. And I think she was one of the people, if you guys are following what's going on in the United States, one of the holdouts that wouldn't vote for Kevin McCarthy. And she flipped and decided to vote for him today. And they had her on the news and they said, um, you know, what were the concessions that you guys were fighting for that, and she said that these people, these 20 people that are in this freedom caucus that they're, everyone's trying to get mad at, 
and everybody's laughing, you know, because this is happening. They're trying to make changes. And she said one of the fundamental changes is the way Nancy Pelosi with the Democrats had the government set up in the House of Representatives. She had ultimate 100 percent power as the speaker. And she literally said Nancy Pelosi wanted to be the queen of the United States. So therefore, she took total control. And one of the consensus or one of the concessions, I should say, that they were fighting for was to make sure that Kevin McCarthy was not moving into a power position because you have to realize the Speaker of the House of Representatives or the Speaker of the House of, 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 yeah, of Representatives for the, for the, for the um, not the Senate, but the, but the House, the House, I said that right. I thought I was confusing myself. The Speaker of the House is third in line to the throne. You have the president, and if something happens to the president, it goes, or is he impeached, it goes to the vice president. If the if something happens to the vice president, the speaker of the house becomes the president in the, of the United States. Okay, so third in line, and and you have to remember that Nancy Pelosi was all about co-equal branch of government. So she her mindset was, I am just as much the president of the United States as that guy is. Okay. And maybe more so because the, there she was in charge of who makes the laws, what gets voted on, what gets investigated, all of those decisions. In fact, to prove that she was in power, she tried to, she tried to, uh, to and did uh, impeach Donald Trump, uh, what, six times? Seven, ten times? I think we're on, on, on number 12 now, right? From the January 6th commission, they've tried to impeach him five times just uh, in the 57 videos that they put out. But she personally literally cast a vote and brought up an investigation and a vote that lasted his entire uh, time. And they impeached him twice in the house, which was overturned in the Senate. Right. Which means he was innocent, not guilty, even though people want to say, well, we impeached him. So that, that's like saying the prosecution said we brought charges against him. So he's, he's guilty. When our minds, we proved that he was guilty. Really? Okay. But see the people found him innocent. Okay. That's how law works. So, the House of Representatives found him guilty, and then the People's House, which is the House of, of the Senate, they found him innocent. Well, that's just because of politics. Well, the only reason he was found guilty was politics as well. Let's be serious. Same scenario happened with, with uh, Bill Clinton. Although Bill Clinton did, in fact, because of the investigation, do the things he was impeached for. And even, so, even though he was impeached for things that he was proven by law that he had done wrong, the, the Senate also found him innocent because the Democrats said, no, we're not going to impeach him. Right? That's the state of affairs that we're in. So how can you get mad at the Senate when they're Republicans for doing the same thing that 20 years prior, the same Senate with the Democrats did exactly the same thing to save their president? Okay, come on. None of it works. None of it works. The people that are in charge, none of them are on your side. None of them care about your life. They only care about their money. My brother literally just said to me yesterday, we're in the wrong business. You and I should run for Congress because every member of Congress gets stinking fucking rich from all the money that they're paid from all the people trying to buy for a fucking favor and no one gives a shit and no one does anything about it because if anybody did, they'd all be going to jail and they're not. So I said, you know what? You're right. If I was corrupt and in service to self, it's the perfect, perfect fucking job. You start at the city level and move your way up. Every chance you get stabbing everybody in the back and stabbing the guy in the back who's trying to stab you in the back or the woman, whatever. Okay. So the reason I bring all of that up is because that is the religion 
of people in service to self. Okay. So you have to realize that. So those people get the truth from the Orion Crusaders as to what their fucking priorities are and what's going on. So they know about it. They know what they're doing. They know they're gaslighting the American people and they or the world, not just the American people, the world. And they so they know about it. They're in on it and they know about it and they're complacent because why they get more money and more power from making the concessions and doing these things. Okay? But you don't get to know that because they monitor energy and they know if you're in service to others or in service to self. Okay, there is a definite energy pattern. I just showed you guys in a post. If you look at any of my uh, reels posted anywhere on the planet, because I have them in, on five different platforms now, okay? One of them that I just put out is very popular. Actually, all of the ones that I put out in, in January, the last six days are very popular. But the one about the energy, and it shows fear and how small the resonance of fear is in the aura sense and then love and how great and big that is. And that's real. And then you see an actual uh, um, uh, accounting below the first two on the top are digitized and they're the examples, but the one on the bottom is actually a real image. Okay. That's a real image. And then of course they highlighted the heart to show you that that's where it originates from. Okay. Drumvalo Melchizedek, a lot of you know that name. If you're in any of the groups that Peter and I are in, we post uh, Peter loves uh, Drumvalo as much as I do. And, and Drumvalo hasn't done anything since 2012. He went dark and then now we know where he is. He's in Sedona, Arizona, and, but he doesn't do any interviews. And he doesn't work with anybody. He used to work with the world governments until he and all of those people in that coalition realized that they were literally trying to weaponize their information and and like everyone that's why i got out of physics when i was in college i was going to be a nuclear physicist like dawn the questioner of the law of one uh, and one of my nephews uh, is literally uh, probably going to go to work for nasa okay my other nephew he'll probably do one of the one of the things actually smarter than his older brother okay uh, that runs in our family. And, and most of us learn and go forget about it and don't have anything to do with it after a time, uh, usually right around our early 20s. So the older brother is now 22 or 23. We'll see what happens. Um, but I told you guys this when he graduated from Stanford. My brother was driving with him, went and went to his ceremony. They're going out to party, uh, you know, taking him out to a big bash with the family. And he said, "Wow, congratulations! You're, you know, you know, you could be a nuclear physicist now. You can go to work for, for uh, NASA and work on rockets." And he said, "Dad, I fucking hate rockets." He says, "What do you mean you hate rockets?" He said, "I hate rockets." And he, he says, "Well, then why are you doing what you're doing?" He says, "Because I want to know the real fucking technology that we have." Okay, he knows this. He says, do you, you really think, Dad, that this rocket that was invented in the 1890s and the engine was invented in the early 1900s is the only technology that we have now or have had all this time? I want to know what's really going on. And my brother laughed and said, oh, my God, you sound like your uncle. And he goes, I know, right? <laughs> but it's true. So 
literally he's smart enough to realize that it can't be that old rocket engine can't be the, the the only technology we have literally they used that rocket engine to go to the moon and the computers that were uh, that were used uh, to literally drive those spaceships or contact those spaceships my phone could jack into uh to nasa if i went back in time with my smartphone and take control of everything including all the satellites uh, that are flying in the air and all of the in all of the spaceship and whatever i could have them fly to mars and or crash into the moon if i wanted to that is not a joke okay when i was a kid a texas instrument calculator i remember when i was in science class and the teacher literally said your texas instrument instrument calculator in your hand that it was the top of the of the line at the time the ti uh, calculator texas instrument literally could run the the spaceships and the capsules and the rockets going to and from the moon in the 60s and that was in the 80s okay so 20 years later the technology we had in the palm of our hand in a calculator was so powerful that we could run the entire system that it took them an entire building with a computer to run now we have smartphones okay and i know for a fact i was on a computer 15 years ago 20 years ago, 20 years ago, and I was able to jack into CIA satellites, okay, and look at the images that they were looking at from space. I'm not kidding you. I did that in real life, okay? And I don't joke about it because they I don't. You know, they knew, they found out about it. I didn't get in any trouble uh, because of who I am, uh, but they didn't appreciate the fact that I did that, and they uh, revamped their programming, hired people to take care of that, so you couldn't, but I did. The day, if you guys look back in time and you're old enough to remember uh, when when uh, uh, Colin Powell was the chairman of the Joint Chiefs and we were going to, after 9-11, we were going to uh, attack, uh, um, no, 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 it was during Desert Storm going into, it was Desert Shield before it became Desert Storm and we were going to attack and they were doing reconnaissance on Iraq. I literally went on the CIA website and I got all the pictures and was showing them to my family and said, these are the pictures that you're going to see on television tomorrow. And they were like, what? No way. You, that is impossible. How did you get that? And literally the next day, live on the, on the world, on CNN and every channel, Colin Powell came out and had the same photos from the CIA satellite looking down on Iraq, telling them about where the troops were and how they had moved and where they moved to. And everybody that I knew said, dude, those are the exact photos that you showed me. Okay, so that was the technology that we had just 15, 20 years ago, is my is my point. Okay, available to us as a person. And so the, the governments have had to shore up everything that they're doing. Okay, they had to shore up everything that they were doing because people like me were able to just hack into their crap. Right. I remember when the satellites were around, you used to be able to just turn a satellite dish to where a position of a satellite was and you could pick up their signal. And then they had figured out how they could jam that because people were watching, I was, watching uh, free uh, television because they could just tune into the satellite like everybody else was doing it. And so they had to scramble the signal and you have it have a, a descrambler. And then we learned how to do all that. So my point here is that given the, the simple-minded stuff that we have now compared to what I know has to be in place, if you look at that progression 
of what is what is uh, uh, you know what was possible in the '60s and what is possible in the '80s and then the '90s and 2000s and now in 2023 that we have. You have to realize that what they have makes what we have look like a, a stick of matches compared to a flamethrower. Okay. So if you go back to the 80s when this was taking place, Dawn's perception was always kind of a skew that he was afraid to ask questions and talk out of line because back then they would murder you for doing that. That is not a joke. Okay. Back in the 80s, uh, I was, uh, you know, I'm still to this day, uh, a, you know, a, a, a druid pagan Wiccan druid. My wife at the time was very Wiccan. We were very uh, solitary practitioners. We couldn't tell the world that because we had a son. And in the state of California, the most liberal place on the face of the earth in the San Francisco Bay Area, the most liberal place. I say that, but you know, like Amsterdam is more liberal. Uh, but, but I mean, literally to where you can do whatever you want to do. It was Amsterdam, you could do even more. I mean, that's even more liberal. They're not like crazy out of their minds, last I heard anyway. Liberal. They just allow shit that is way more advanced than anybody else and ahead of the game. You know, they could do, you could smoke pot there like 25 years ago, 30 years ago, right? They were, they were already way ahead of the curve going, look, okay, it's not a bad thing. Anyway, back then in the 80s, he was born in 1987. In, in the 80s, going into the 90s, we couldn't let anybody know what our, what our religious persuasion was because they would take your children from you even then okay state of california <clears throat> is very strict on some things and very liberal on others if you're homeschooling you have to go get tested you literally have to go in and show your curriculum and give a report card to the state of california they monitor that shit that's not you can't just say i'm teaching my kids at home and then not do anything and keep the kids out of school because you're pissed off <clears throat> you literally i know this because uh, my father-in-law became the homeschool teacher and he had to go and show that he passed the test and then have a curriculum and, and show report cards. And he was like, Oh, the good thing is they're watchdog that shit in this state. And I know from people who are cruisers, that's people who sail around the, the world on boats that they own ships, and boats that they own. Um, they say coming into the California is super strict. If you have kids on board, you have to register either as a homeschooler and then go and get tested and show that you have a curriculum and show that you've been doing that at sea, or you have to have your kids immediately enroll into a school when you dock anywhere in the state of California. So some place, some things they're very strict about, right? But, but other things they're not, you know, they're, they're uh, really open and crazy about some things where you go, well, that just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Well, this one's purple instead of orange. And that's our premium price. Have you seen that commercial? That's funny as hell. Right. Ted Danson. He's like, well, that one's purple. He's like, close to the same. I love that commercial. It's because it's hilarious. Right. I, I don't even know what they're selling. I know they're selling a, one of the one of the uh, Internet uh, uh, for a phone, but I don't remember which one I, I can think of it. But I'm not going to say because I'm not getting paid by them anyway. So literally the communication. OK, back on point. Literally the communication that you that they're broadcasting. That, and this is why I was talking about my skull. Right. I know that sometimes it sounds like I'm rambling, but my skull resonating a signal and my buddy doing that, they're literally transmitting a signal on a frequency that you're picking up on a subconscious level that you have to fight against. Remember, I say this all the time. You're being bombarded by negative information and negative energy and, you know, psychic attacks. Right. 
that some people talk about witch wars and psychic uh, vampires and that stuff's real guys you really need to know that so when your chakras are out of alignment and you're not paying attention because you're so busy with your day because we're all so self-centered and self-egotistically uh, uh, in tune that we think we're the most important person we're running around but then on the other side of that and this is literally what Jamie was talking about on the show the other day. Jamie Watson Wolf, if you know where she is online and you want to get a psychic reading done, she's one of the best. She doesn't know it. And we're working with her to try and get her confidence up. And I'm glad she doesn't have too much confidence because it hasn't gone to her head and she doesn't think she's godlike. Right. Uh, but she is more spot on every time, not just her, there's others that we work with, but Jamie is, is, you can ask Peter, you can ask Casey, Casey knows, and Denise knows, you guys have talked to her, you've had readings, and Denise, you have, uh, and she is more spot on than anyone, and she's so casual about it, she'll joke, we were joking about, uh, and, you know, and Denise asked me why I don't do very many more reads. And Peter asked the same thing. Why aren't you reading anybody anymore, bro? You could probably make money at it. Well, of course I could. I could make money at a lot of stuff. I could charge people for this, right? But, uh, but uh, I, I just, right now I'm not focused on that. However, I'm sure it'll come back around to where I'm going to start doing that. But there was this woman who was on there and the, her grandmother kept coming through and Jamie was talking about it. And she, her grandmother's energy was so, I had to tune in. So I did, and oh my God, she was hilarious. I love that woman. Uh, she's and she'll talk to anybody. Like that's the way my grandfather is, and, and he's very over, really excited, and loves to talk, and, and worse than me. Uh, and uh, yeah, I know, right? Casey said that's what I love about Jamie. Jamie Watson Wolf. I'm going to say her full name again because if you're looking for her on Facebook, please do. She goes live on her own stuff, but she also goes lives on live on the uh, psychic uh, reading and development. I think we have it named psychic. Uh, um, uh, it's I, I don't shit. We changed it and we keep changing it. Psychic reading and development. Uh, look for us on on uh, Facebook, uh, uh, one of the groups, and uh, we do reads in there. And we are letting people charge now uh, because uh, uh, we'll I'll talk about that later. But it, we were for five years we didn't charge any money. Uh, and the the and the problem is just like Hunjal said, which is another person who's very psychic. Uh, and uh, and she's really good at, at what she does as well. Um, like she said, when you you get the same people that are like drug addicts, uh, and it's, it's unfortunate because you have to charge money to keep those people away from you because you get these people that just keep asking the same questions over and over because they have an answer they want. Uh, and we noticed that, and that drove Peter nuts as well for a long time. And finally he said to me, boss, we got to do this. Come on, brother. You and I are running this, and, and you're holding me in a way that's not fair. And he was right because I was not allowing anyone to charge because I was just against it uh, because I was trying to help people. But then I realized he was right. And she said the same thing that you, that you, you get these people and they're like drug addicts and they're like crack addicts and they just have to have a fix and they'll keep bugging you and ask the same questions. You're like, you asked me this question already three times this month. Uh, and uh, it's unfortunate that that happens and you have to stop those people. So when you get the same people asking you the same thing over and over, that gets annoying. And that happens to psychics all the time. Okay. That's just like, I will, I, I refuse to do love things. People are like, is this guy in love with me? Is this woman in love with me? I'm not doing that. You know, you know, am I with the right person? You know, the answer to that. I try to empower people and then annoys people because it's not what they want to hear. Um, so I, I get annoying to people if I do a psychic reading, because I'm like, you already know the answer to that. If you're here questioning, there's a reason you're questioning that. 
Okay. You're, you're concerned and you're not sure. And so yeah, you're trying to have somebody tell you it's okay, which means you've already realized there's something wrong in your relationship. And now you're hoping someone's going to tell you that it's just in your head. Some people that is just the way it is, but sometimes it's not. Okay. Leah, welcome. And you caught me like right when I'm rambling, because I am rambling at this moment. Um, but it has to do with the energy. And this is what we were talking about. So I do apologize if this is your first time and you're like, what does this have to do with the law of one? Because you weren't, didn't get here when I was explaining how this has to do with the law of one. So, so let me you know, run back into what we were talking about with what I was talking about right there. The people that do that and they're constantly asking about the same thing over and over and over, the reason that they're doing that is because they're subconsciously unaware that the Orion Crusaders broadcast everything, right? The law of one, it has everything to do with them, with all energy, in my opinion, Leah, I love you. Stay here. I love you. Stay in this, in this group. You should join the law of one chat, chat group that we have on, on messenger uh, because that attitude is the right attitude. And it's, and it's literally the truth. And this is what I try to get across to people in my teachings that literally it has to do with everything. And this is where I'm going with this. So if your chakras are not aligned properly, your defenses are down and you're more susceptible. And literally raw here is now saying, and I apologize because my, uh, my uh, Wi-Fi is, is now slammed down to one little teeny uh, bar. Uh, we had an ambulance that just pulled up out in front of my house. It was actually, I think it was the fire rescue. So it was a uh, EMTs from the fire department. And somebody got out and went across the way. And I, don't, I didn't see them because I couldn't because there's a fireplace in between the two bay windows. And they happened to park literally just in front of the fireplace. So I couldn't see if, if somebody was loaded into their vehicle. But their vehicle, their computers and all of that was hogging my Wi-Fi for a moment uh, because they, they take priority. There's, a, there's a, a channel. People don't realize that either. I see now the fire department's driving by. So I have EMTs in the fire department answering a 911 call. And because of that, they're stamping on my Wi-Fi. And now that they've just pulled away, my Wi-Fi went back up to normal. So I apologize for that. Military does the same thing. They have priority. So their Wi-Fi signal has a priority. That's why everybody thinks we're on 5G right now. Yeah, we are. You are. Yeah, I, everybody. We're on 5G, but the governments and all of those guys, those guys are already on 6 and 7D, uh, 7G, 6G and 7G. Not a joke. Okay, so. Thank you. I know I would. I jacked. I went back up, but it was down to one bar and half. You know, if I was on the other microphone, it would have been a tripping. So the energy that you're being bombarded with, Raw literally just said before I paused that they broadcast negative doom and gloom energy and messages that you receive and resonates in your skull and gets into your brain when you're sleeping, everything. So a lot of the times, your nightmares that you have are not caused by a uh, you know, there's more of gravy than of grave of USA, uh, as I as I uh, quote Charles Dickens, right from from Scrooge, uh, in Charles Dickens. So that's literally sometimes it does help when you eat something and it's spicy and, and something like that happens, but that's not exactly 100 uh, percent for all of the nightmares. So a lot of the stuff that is you don't realize you're being bombarded with, that's causing you to uh to to be negative or see negative things or to become depressed uh and what you have to realize is and we were just talking about this on my post when i said that we're waxing into this full moon and uh and there's clouds uh over most of the united states and that is literally you know the vikings called that fenry of the wolf and fenry of the wolf is literally the covering the sky of the clouds that changes the resonance 
of energy and how it bombards you because there's more static energy in the air than there is during the day, but that happens or when there are snow clouds. Uh, but it's a different energy on a different wavelength and it actually changes your thought patterns and it makes you more depressed. Some people, I don't because I'm European. Uh, I, it doesn't affect me in that way. The clouds are like a blanket. Uh, so for me, it a lot of people in my family get depressed when it's cloudy. Oh, it's too cloudy. I don't see the sun. And because they're ruled by the sun. I'm not, I'm not ruled by the sun. I'm ruled by the moon. So the clouds don't bother me as much because the moon energy still penetrates. So does the sun. But those of us are used to the darkness. I was also born at night. So I'm a night person. So because of that, I don't, I, I love the sun. It's great energy that comes off of it. It gives life to the planet. Uh, but it, it, that energy is still here even at night. It's just not as strong because it's not directly on you. So, so that it doesn't affect me as much. And most night people aren't affected by the clouds cover as much as day people are. So if you were born in the morning uh, and you're a day person, you hate it when there's clouds covering over because it's like the shadow of darkness. And, and that, that feels heavy to those people who are day people. So you have to learn so much about yourself. Okay, and this is a part of the shadow work that I'm writing in my books uh, that, I'm, that will come out and hopefully I'll get one out this year, but it, it may or may not happen this year. It may be in, into 2024, uh, but I'm still doing the videos. So there's still places for me to tell you uh, what you'll end up reading in my book in more detail. Okay, but you have to realize that the energy fluctuation of the planet happens daytime, nighttime, storm time, depending on whether you have lightning, thunder, whether you have uh, the in, in uh, it happens here in, in California and I know it happens everywhere. Sometimes literally in the sunlight, it's so hot that there's static electricity. And as the sun's going down, you can watch lightning shoot across the sky. When I was a kid, we used to go camping up north uh, here in California up at Shasta. Uh, and there's a dam up there. And so they have a big lake, you know, for, that is uh, dammed up from the Shasta River. And we used to camp along the Shasta Lake and uh, at night because it would be 100, 105 in the sun. And then as the sun was going down, no clouds in the sky, there would be lightning that would be shooting across the sky that we could see. And that was static electricity that had built up because of the heat that the planet was now releasing back into the atmosphere. Okay. So you have to become aware of that stuff. The energy from the sun, the energy from the moon, the energy from the, the night, you can still get sunburn in the summertime with overcast skies because the sun's rays still penetrate those clouds even though you don't feel it. And I know that because I'm fair skinned being, being European. I, my skin is very pale, although I have freckles. Uh, but I would get burnt and I had to learn that just because the clouds are over there doesn't mean I can run out into the sunlight or run out into the, without a shirt on or without a covering on or, or sunblock. I had to learn that. So if you have a skin that doesn't bother you, then you're fine. Uh, but what my point is, you have to learn about yourself and you have to become aware. And this is why I did those shows a couple of years ago called uh, Defense Against the Dark Arts 1 and 2. And everybody's like, oh, good. He's going to be talking about. No, I wasn't talking about Harry Potter. But I used that title because of what it was about. And some people got disappointed because they thought it was going to be just like the movie. Oh, yeah. Some bumbling idiot who is teaching magic that's the wrong thing to teach that doesn't get anybody into anything but trouble. Yeah, that's what I was trying to accomplish. Cause that's what that whole thing was about. I mean, but it did get serious when, uh, when Snape was doing it. Right. I mean, he was a little more serious about it than the other two that were doing it before him. So 
So you have to become aware of that because the energy of the moon, whether it's a new moon, whether it's a full moon, whether it's a super moon, whether like now it's a micro moon um, and, and uh, look at these old world calendars. Uh, when you look at the old farmer's almanac, which is where they get the information. Why am I telling you this? I'll explain where they get the information on whether a moon is a super moon and what it's called. This moon happens to be a wolf moon. Okay. And I explained that, that with these storms, you have the Fenry of the wolf energy covering the sky. There's a reason they called it that Fenry the wolf and rare Fenrir, the wolf F F R E. Right. It was, it was Fen F E F E R I R Fenrir. The wolf was Aurora's Aurora's dog. Right. And the people don't realize that Aurora was the, but no one knows this unless you know Viking folklore, right? Unless you saw the movie Ragnarok, Aurora was the older sister, <laughs> Thor's older sister. Okay. And Fenrir was her wolf, her familiar. Okay. So like Loki, Fenrir was, was bringing about Ragnarok. Okay. So the energy of the clouds, even by the standards of the Vikings, was was a, a a darker energy than if there were no clouds okay so that energy was a little more negative and they were aware of that so they they were they because of their ideology when there was clouds over the sky they knew be on the lookout because this is going to make you feel doom and gloom more than if there were no clouds so they understood the energy and they gave it a name Fenrir the wolf Right, because a wolf is gray and the, and fluffy and looks like that when it's if you had a big wolf covering the sky, right? And that's where you get, by the way, aurora borealis from, is is, is the word borealis. It means uh, energy or aura, and aurora doesn't mean aura. It means the goddess and the the bifrost, the rainbow bridge, which was what you're seeing in the aurora borealis. By the way, that's that was the rainbow bridge bifrost, and uh, but the aurora borealis was named that because that was uh, the creation of Aurora. People don't know that either. Look it up in, in Viking folklore, right? So the so Bifrost, the rainbow bridge, Aurora Borealis, basically means the, the Bifrost, the rainbow bridge. and uh, But it was from Aurora, right? Uh, and that's where you get the play on words with the Orboris being similar to Aurora Borealis, Orboris, right? That's where you get that. It's it literally means energy, right? This, so the Orboris was the energy of the of the the dragon of the North Sea that covers the entire planet, and you see that depicted. And so they were aware, and a lot of other ancient religions were aware of positive and negative energies and the balance in the world. Not just I'm just using that as an example, but you can see that, and I've talked about that many times. You can see that, and and these are the parts of these religions that were that most people, the powers that should not be, were trying to stamp out and not allow you to know. Okay, the Japanese knew about it. The Chinese knew about it. Everybody knows about yin and yang. They all know about the kundalini energy. The you know the knot work from the Celts represents the double helix. The kundalini represents the double helix. That is our in our DNA. It is the energy that we transmute in our body. That is from uh, you know as within, so without. As below, so above. That's the correct way of saying what they morphed into as above, so below, and as without, so within. So that they, they made it sound like 
you're not in charge and there's there's this other energy that that is not really you and that you follow whatever that uh poor that god tells you because that's setting up a caste system that somebody else is in charge and, and it's not you okay so that you can look that up even in the christian bible it's not said as above so below it's said as below so above uh and it's it literally says that i've read that many times on air from the bible from the the roman catholic bible that literally uh jesus was saying in that portion that god said what you so on the earth i shall do so in heaven what you unleash on earth i shall to unleash in heaven not do as i say not as i do not what i tell you to do is what you need to do it is what you do i shall do okay so what is on earth i will make in heaven so it is as below so above as within within me so without or so above as within so without as below so above that is the true nature of the three six and nine energy but they but if they notice which they look for eric welcome by the way eric's in trinidad nice right i put my glasses on because you're gonna make me read i had them off because i didn't have to read now i have to read right eric says let's put it up on the screen Oh, it's Erica. See, Erica. See, I had my glasses on. Thought it was Eric. I didn't realize it was Erica. Erica Gibbs in uh, in uh, Trinidad. I'm in Trinidad, right? And Tobago, right? Which is uh, very hot, right? In rainy season. Laugh out loud. Yeah, because you you're in, at this point. It's not winter for you guys, right? I mean, it is because you're still in the northern hemisphere, but it's also closer to the equator. Far closer than I am in in Northern California. Right, rainy season. 1992, I went to St. Thomas and got sunburned very bad. Right, and and right, and, and was it cloudy? I bet it was. Right. So, <laughs> so welcome, by the way. So you have to realize, 24/7, you are being bombarded by negative energy on purpose, and then you're being bombarded literally openly on television, uh, internet, everything. Okay. Um, Erica said, Ohio, USA uh, is where you were raised in the U.S. in, in Ohio. See, right. So, you so, you know, so the but the energy will constantly change your chakras and align you. It's designed to do that, to lower your vibration as much as possible. That is the 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 modus operandi of and this is what Ross talking about now. And I know I've only done like one question or two, right? We'll get back into it really quickly. But I wanted to, to that's some of the information there is very, very pertinent to what's happening to you constantly. If you go back in time to the Knights Templars, right? The Penny said Ohio here as well. I'm, see, I was born in, in the San Francisco Bay Area in, in uh, California. And I've, I lived here most of my life. I've only lived out of California twice. So, so the, the, Literally the, or actually once, I'm sorry, only once. So literally the energy that they're bombarding you with is doom and gloom, right? And uh, that energy, you have to realize when it's more prevalent, when they can get into your head more. When the veil is is thinnest during a full moon, there's the strongest energy. So everybody has a, a, a better open channel. During times of the year when that happens, those are the solstices, right? The eclipses, the solstices, all of those things that we use around the world uh, and that traditionally in religions, especially if you're in the older religions from Europe with the pagans and the Druids and the, you know, what they call these other uh, non-Christian religions, because anything non, anything that's not Christian is a, is a pagan and anything that's not Hebrew is uh, a Gentile. 
right? And, and of course, none of you guys are going to heaven because only we are. You have to be Jewish. And the only way you can be Jewish is you have to be born Jewish. And your mother has to be Jewish. Otherwise, you're not really Jewish, right? So so that's a, an elite class of people, <laughs> right? So, so, but then again, depending on the religion, each religion claims that they have all the secrets, just like the covens in Wicca, where they all claim that they're all for the, everybody to teach everybody everything. But our secrets that we have written down in our book, nobody else gets to know. And you have to pay money to be a part of our coven and swear secrecy to be a part of our secret coven. But we're here trying to help the entire planet and help the entire world. But only our members get to know the real truth. That's in service to self. 100%. So I would never join any of those covens because of that. And I wouldn't join any churches because of that. Right. And I had uh, along the years, that's why I'm guided by the, the Roman Catholic church. They wanted me to become a priest, not joking. They wanted me to become a priest because they, they understood my energy and, uh, and how much I was in service to others. So they were trying to control me as fast as they could. So of course I resigned my office as a, as an officer in the Knights uh, and uh, I'm still a, a knight because once you're knighted, you're knighted forever. It's a way of life. I was I was a knight before I was literally had a sword touch my shoulders and go through wagging some incense and throwing water on me and flinging poo, as my buddy Paul would say if he were here. If if Woodrow is still here, he'll laugh his ass off for that one because he knows what Paul is. Uh, monkeys flinging poo. He calls all the uh, uh, Christian uh, uh, evangelicals or the Christian uh, priests and bishops they're monkeys flinging poo that's what he says and i laugh because he's right about that is you know they're corrupted and they're and they're doing what they're doing and that's my point but the, but you can ignore that stuff if you're aware of it and there it goes back to me saying the first step in avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence so if you're but you have to become aware of it that's why we say knowledge is the, is the key to the universe jesus was saying that literally his knowledge was the key. He was the door and his knowledge was the key to unlock the door. But to unlock the door, you had to find the door and to find the door, he was leading you. It wasn't you have to be Christian. That, but they've turned it into that where they're saying you don't get to go to heaven if you're not Christian. That's not true. Everyone does that. The Hebrews did it. You're not, you don't get to go to heaven if you're not Jewish. Uh, you know, all these religions are fractured because they were corrupted by people that are in service to self. And they tell everybody, you have to be in our religion with your ass in my seats, paying me a tithing or you don't get to go to heaven. That was the whole purpose of Metallica, the band, the heavy metal band, speed metal band in the 80s. The, uh, the even back that far with those guys and everyone thought they were just a bunch of drug addicts and alcoholics uh, and didn't know what the hell they were doing. They wrote a song called Leper Messiah, and it was about these evangelicals. And one of the lyrics in the chorus was, send me money, send me green. Heaven, you will meet. Make your contribution and you'll get a better seat. And then, then the, the chorus was bow to leper messiah. Okay. And that's their message. And that was his point. That was James Hetfield's point. I know that for an actual fact, because I met him when he was in rehab, I was working in Berkeley, running a, a frame shop in Berkeley. And he came in and he ended up coming every day and hanging out with me, not a joke, uh, every day for a while while he was in rehab, getting off alcohol and drugs, because they all went through it all at the same time. And for some reason, he I don't know why, but he was in Berkeley and maybe he lived there because he's from Concord. He used to live next door to my ex-wife when we were kids. They literally lived next door. Uh, that was where his manager, their manager lived. Uh, all those guys are, are not they're all from around the world. None of them are actually from the Bay Area, but they all ended up. Well, that's not true because uh, what's his name? The bass guitarist 
uh, the second bass guitarist, um, Jason Newstead. He was actually from his mom owned apartment complexes in Walnut Creek, which is where I was born. The city next to Concord, uh, where, where I'm talking about where they had their, where she lived. So they literally were, uh, were kicking around that area. They went to LA, but they were kicking around that area. And, um, what's his name? Uh, Kurt Hammock was from Vallejo, which is literally just across the water from uh from concord that i was talking about literally across the the, the uh, sacramento river which feeds into the san francisco bay so he was literally just uh 25 miles from where i grew up that's not a joke so so that the the my my point here is that even they knew that and there's another song right i talk about that a lot there's another song that uh shows you that uh that these guys knew what was going on and they were talking about it then that there's corruption that is in everything all of that detunes or untunes your chakras okay so everything that they have pointed at all of us at all times every signal from the television radio uh, internet your phone the apps on your phone. I mean, look at TikTok. They're talking about banning it in the United States because uh, they're using it um, uh, and they're getting into all your files. And Google did the same thing. I got deplatformed from Google because they were literally into my entire life and had they could literally have, have taken control of my bank account if they wanted to. Right? I know, right? Thank you, Casey. Welcome, wake, welcome, Jamie. And did somebody say something to you, or were your ears burning? We, I was literally. We were talking about you. Uh, a few minutes ago. That's hilarious that, that Jamie is here. So yeah, she, so your ears must have been burning. See, talk about a good psychic, guys. I told you. Uh, Jamie, I was uh, singing your praises and telling people, if you're still here, I can't see you because you didn't say anything in chat. If you're still here and, you, and you're listening, I was uh, sending people your way because I was talking about the the uh, uh, reading that you did for me the other day and, and for everyone else as well uh, that you were doing on that live, that one live. And I, I noticed you were live, I think, like the next day as well. Uh, and, uh, but I didn't hop on them, but I did hop on that one time and, and you ended up doing a reading for me. And every time you do a reading for me, it's one of the best readings that I've ever get from any psychic. And I have psychics do it all the time. When we would vet people, we haven't done it for a while, but when Peter and I would be vetting people to read in our groups, we literally would make them read him, me, and I would pick one or two other people. Usually we would just do three, and then we would have a conference and talk about that before they could become. And we find out how good of a reader they are because I'm hard to read. But for Jamie, she's never said to me, you know, you're hard for me to read. She's never said that. And a lot of people will go, I'm having a hard time break, you know, getting in to. And, and I would literally have to say to myself, allow her I have to tell my guides and myself, open up and allow this man or woman to be able to read me, please. Um, but she never had said, she just taps right in and does it. Uh, and, and so that, that shows the weight of your skills. And, uh, and I said that before, and you know that I said that to you, that you, you're, uh, I think you're unaware and Peter did as well uh, of, of how great you are. But the good thing is you're humble because of that. And that's why I said, stay that way. Because if you get a big head and start thinking that you're, you know, I'm the shit, that's when you start making mistakes because now you're all about money or whatever. You know what I mean? So uh, your ears must have been burning. I, I love it. So uh, the energy that you're being bombarded with, guys, you, you, Raw is literally just saying it. I'm going to play some more of that so we can continue uh, with that. But the whole purpose, like I said before, and I say this all the time, if you're here just to hear Raw talk, you can go and read the stuff yourself. You can go and play the stuff yourself. That's not what I'm here for. This is a class. I'm here to teach what Raw was teaching. And then give you this the information, just like I said last week, and I usually try and say it once an episode or once a week so people understand that 
Raw came through between 1981 and, and 1984. Okay. And there was information that Raw could not tell you because we were not ready as a society to hear, even though Raw knew it. And that happens to us all the time. And any good psychic worth their weight in anything, and with their weight in air, with their weight to gold, and with their weight in anything, will will say to you, sometimes I can't tell you the answer to that because you're supposed to go through that for yourself. And I gave that example. Peter showed that example uh, uh, when, you know, a couple months ago when with Drumvalo, where he was literally talking and couldn't stop himself, couldn't speak and said, okay, I can't tell you the information because there's something that we as a society are supposed to go through before I can give you that information. And I had unbeknownst to me, I, the night before I had that happen to me live on air. And then the next day, Peter had posted that. We both laughed because there was Drumballo 12 years earlier trying to give information out that was similar to what I was trying to give out. And he couldn't because it was ta not time for us as a species to be able to fully understand so that we couldn't, give that information to you that happens on a personal level when you're doing the psychic reading and that happens on a on grandiose level and since then we are 2023 we have evolved so much past what raw was able to say to us that raw was cryptic uh, and very esoteric about what he was may i say he in using a loose term uh what they were trying to get across so that's why now I'm using that my information and what I get from even from the raw consortium uh, as well. But I'm not coming through and doing it through channeling like uh, like Carla did. I probably could, but that means I'd have to have assistance and the energy has to be just right. Look what happened when uh, when uh, Dawn killed himself. They were never able to uh, talk to raw again because it took all three of them with all of their energy to make that connection. Do you understand? I get information because I get reports from the coalitions, the, the one that Raw is a part of from the coalition of Venus and, and, uh, and the like. So it's, it's, that information happens, but there's stuff that I can't say. For one, the algorithms will get me. For two, it's information that we're not ready as a society to know yet. So as we ascend as a society, I can open up and give you more information. That's why I'm here to do what I'm doing. That's why I have the titles that I have, even though I don't use most of them. Okay. So even Jamie was saying that uh, with, you know, um, uh, you know, they're like, you're a, a way crazy plethora of knowledge. Uh, and, uh, you know, and that I can literally write as fast as I can talk because I, I can, I can type or do speak to type. And then I can just go blah, 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 and, and move forward. I, I do that. I just have to have editors take care of the spelling and, and punctuation and all that crap. Because I, I miss all that. That's not what I focus on. I'm focusing on the message when I when I do that. I channel. I channeled the last three books that I wrote. And so if you get past the idea of when you're reading it, there's typos and, and grammatical errors because I didn't pay, you know, thousands of dollars to have a professional fix all that crap because I wanted to get the information out. You know, you get past that and just accept that's what's going to happen and then read the message for what it is. That's why I'm doing the orating now because I don't have to worry about learn, about spelling these words for you for people who are anal. Uh, and need to know what the words say. But then the, the, that poses a different problem where just what I'm saying now pisses off some people because I'm I'm not focused enough and on point for those people. And they're like, oh my God, he rambles on and on and on. And those are the people that don't get my parables, right? And I tell people that, no offense, right? It, you may understand everything I say and you may only understand one of the seven examples that I give you because I do go with the number seven. Usually I give you seven examples and move on to another point. Sometimes you guys push me, uh, you know, uh, around in circles a few times, but I'm okay with that. I like the question and answers, right? 
Thank you, Denise. And I love your parables. Thank you for that. So uh, I know some people are just, they can't tolerate them. So they tune out, they change the channel. They go, oh, I'm out of here. This guy's just blah, 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 blah. And it's too much for them. I speak too fast. They give me too much energy, wears people out and they leave. Those people are not who I'm looking for. If I wanted to dumb things down, as Giorgio Sukalos would say, because they made him do that and it pissed him off, but he did it for the money. I could do the same and I can make all kinds of money. All I have to do is speak to you as if you're a, a, a sixth grader and, uh, and then do that. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, Penny says, uh, she says, that's my problem. I can't write it down fast enough. That's why I stopped writing poetry. See, you, you have to, what you need to do is Penny, there's, there's programs out there. Peter from coil from Ireland tells me all the time. And I haven't done this. I'm probably going to, uh, like dragon speak, um, dragon speak. You literally speak it. And, it, and I'm looking into the different programs now uh, because you just speak and it types what you speak and you can go back and correct the, the grammar later. You use Grammarly. That's a, one of the uh, uh, MSN word Grammarly dragon speak are the most popular. As a matter of fact, um, uh, speech to uh, writing uh, tools that they have. So literally uh, I know that the computer keeps up with me because you, some of you can have my words on the screen with you. I've seen them on Facebook. They give you that option and I have those turned on. So I know that their program that they use that I'm recording this with, and it's same thing with, uh, with uh, a stream yard is fast enough to keep up with me speaking. Right. Is it Dragon Naturally Speaking? Is that what it's called? Okay, I'll have to look into that. Thank you, Leah. I will have to look into that. Na Dragon Naturally Speaking. So I, I I don't know how much that is, but I'm going to look into it, honestly. Um, so Penny, yeah, look into that, right? So Denise says, I use Steno. I've heard of that too, to write down some of the of what I what Leo says. Thank you. <laughs> right? But yeah, I'm probably going to end up with Dragon. So it's called Dragon Naturally Speaking. Thank you, Leah, for that information. Um so it's free on your phone app. I didn't know that. That makes it easier because I could always uh, say, say it and then email it to myself and then print it out or send it from my phone directly to my printer. Ooh, Leah, I'm glad that you were in the, I'm hoping I'm saying it right. Cause some people pronounce that Leia, like princess Leia was spelled the same way. And then some people pronounce it Leah because of the L E A H. So, but thank you for that information. See, this is why I need to learn something every day. And if I don't, I feel sad that I didn't learn something. So I always try to make sure I do. Uh, and you just gave me some information. I did not know. I love you for that. Thank you. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and play some more of, of raw. And then of course, uh, interrupt and talk about what Ross talking about, because that's what we do here. I'm, I'm here trying to be in service to others, not only delivering the humble message of the humble messenger of the law of one, but I'm also a messenger in and of myself. And I'm here to, give this information and to help the population of this planet. It's why I'm on this planet. It's why I came to this planet. I came to this planet to do what I'm doing with a coalition of people, and most of which are in my circle right now. And and you guys don't know who they are. Uh, some of you do, because <laughs> I've told some of you who some of them are. And they literally, uh, we came here together, and we've been on this planet now for a very, very long time, helping in this, in this what you loosely call war, in this loosely uh, called illusion. Okay, but it's but it's something that it, that a great number of souls chose to go through. So because of that, those of us who are here are here to actually help um, with that. 
Okay. So that's part of the information. Those of you who might be new, I can give you that information that, that the Orion Confederation or the Orion Crusaders, what they were called when they left the Orion Nebula, when they left Siri, um, when they came here, they took over 23 solar systems in this region of space. And of those 23, all but three have been freed from their clutches and they have left there. They were on their way to the center of this Milky Way galaxy, trying to take over the entire galaxy. Um, they ran from those places, but this particular planet in this solar system is one of the three that is still occupied by their energy and some of their uh, minions, as it were. Uh, but and and it, you know that's that's okay. Whether you believe me or not on that doesn't matter because this is your free will here, and you can choose to or not to, right? Um, and so that's why I don't really, that's why I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody because I don't care. Uh, because the truth is I can only prove to those people who listen. It's esoteric. If you're, if you have the ears to hear and the eyes to see, you will. And if you don't, you'll think I'm crazy and change the channel and it's completely okay. I don't, I don't get affected either way. I'm not, um, I'm not run by a corporation or company to where I can get janked off the air because, uh, because I don't have ratings, uh, because I pay for the show. It's my show. I'm the producer, director, writer, uh, and everything of the entire show. So I don't, I'm not beholding to anybody, right? But uh, will you see me on, uh, you know, on uh, national television? No, because those people don't want this message uh, out there to you guys. Okay, so let's continue. I'm going to go ahead and play a little bit more of Raw. Like I said, if it's not loud enough, let me know. I can turn it up. I have my headset on. Uh, it'll just blast into my ears. I have one off now and one in my earbuds. So uh, so it, it's not as loud um, penetrating into my skull because it's, uh, it's the only way you guys can hear it over the television. <laughs> right. So here we go. Let's continue here. Any of your so-called contacts among your people have been confused and self-destructive because the channels were oriented towards service to others, but in the desire for proof, were open to the lying information of the Crusaders who then were able to neutralize the effectiveness of the channel. 12.16 questioner. Are most of these Crusaders fourth density? Ra, I am Ra. There is a majority of fourth density. That is correct. 12.17 questioner. Does an individual in the fourth density normally appear or are they normally invisible to us? Ra, I am Ra. The use of the word normal is one which befuddles the meaning of the question. Let us rephrase for clarity. The fourth density is, by choice, not visible to third density. It is possible for fourth density to be visible. However, it is not the choice of the fourth density entity to be visible due to the necessity for concentration upon a rather difficult vibrational complex, which is the third density you experience. See, now that's important to know. And people, even though, okay, let's get into the densities now. Even though the number is low, right? Third density, third from the bottom, okay? One being, uh, you know, just created souls and you're a one-dimensional uh, being, and then two being, uh, a, you know, two-dimensional, third-dimensional beings, third density of the third dimension, because you could be third di third dimension and be a cat or a dog or a beer, a, a, a bear or a, a blade of grass or some bird, or and but not be self-aware. To be in the third density, and that's the difference between the dimension and the density, the density is is um, more focused on the spiritual and the dimension is physical so uh, people get confused and they think 3d just means everything 3d means dimension or density and it can be both because you're either in the dimension which is the physical reality or you're in the density which is the spiritual reality uh, of that third dimension 
Okay, so fourth density. He's referring to the spiritual, not the not the physical four D. He's referring to density, and density is the spirit uh, and the body that occupies or is occupied by the spirit. Okay, so that and and it takes more focus. Did you already said the last thing he just said was that that fourth density people don't appear uh, to third density people. They choose not to because it takes more effort to appear in this dimension physically than it does in that one. Why? Because as you move up in densities, you get a, a thinner and thinner body. Your body starts to become less and less important because your spirit is taking over and your spirit is becoming a higher and higher planes and higher and higher vibration. So therefore you're getting closer to the light and you're becoming more like light. And eventually we all become light. We also eventually become one. So like raw is an entire hive mind complex, an entire species that is thinking as one coming through Carla because they've already merged. Do you see? Uh, and that can happen. It starts to happen here in the third, but it's harder because you have people in service to self and others on the planet together fighting constantly over the, the reality. So it, it's only when you conquer that, that which I which we call the, the prison of the mind, which is what this prison is that you're in. It's, it's an illusion. So you're, you're not really here. You just think you're here. This isn't actually happening. It only thinks it's happening. That's why I loved in the movie Tron from 1982 when Jeff Bridges, who we talked about last week, I love his acting because I love every movie he's been in because every movie he does, every part he plays, he brings this aspect of spirituality that people don't, aren't aware of unless they pay attention. And when he got pulled into the computer in Tron, the first thing he said when he realized he was in the computer world and he was looking at the world and looking at his arms, he said, oh, man, this isn't happening. It only thinks it is. That's what he said. Actually, it's not verbatim. He said, oh, man, this isn't happening. It only thinks it's happening. That is what the line was that he said in that movie. And if you're and if you're thinking on a spiritual level and you're not thinking and even if you're thinking in a physical level, the fact that he was referring to the reality in the third person, this isn't happening. It only thinks it's happening. Right. He was literally saying, oh, this is an illusion. This is not real. OK. And, and you can say, well, yeah, he realized that because he was in this universe before or this reality and then he went to it and had the remembering had the memory and knowing i'm in a different place now this is a completely different reality so it must not be real okay so that's my point where if you literally pull out of this reality and then come back into this reality and some of you who do astral projection you know the feeling Sometimes when you have a dream, it seems so real that when you wake up, you think you're not in the, you think the dream was real and this place is the dream. That's actually more true to life than you think it is. Okay. Sometimes when you stay, when you're out of your body long enough, you get back into this body, even though you look around, you go, where am I? And at first you don't recognize where you are. It's because you were out of your body. Your spirit was not in this plane, in this body. So when you come slamming back into it and you wake up because it was a nightmare or whatever that woke you up and you're disoriented because you don't recognize the place. And it takes you a moment because you're reacclimating to this illusion and you have to then jack into your memories and a reacquire groundedness in this reality in the, and to believe that you're back into a safe place. 
That is the process that happens to you when that happens to you. And you're like, oh my God. And you wake up and you go, where am I? Well, oh shit. Oh my God. You're scared for a second. Then your memory kicks in and you go, wait, this is my house. I recognize where I am. Okay. Casey said, I get that every night. That's because you travel. Casey, we've talked about this before. I don't know if you remember that. It's because you travel because you are in fact a warrior. You are in fact a wanderer and you are in fact, not just fighting on this plane. Okay. So you're helping. So when this body goes dormant, most of us are leaving because we're in service to, to others. We're leaving and we're going to either that place where uh, that reality is, we're standing and fighting. And there's a few of us that stand and there's one that fight, stands uh, and fights all at once in that plane, or you're in another plane where it's like Dungeons and Dragons and the same thing's happening. Or you go into another life and you know that you're that person in that life and you have that reoccurring. That's another reality where your soul occupies that space at the same time as this one. And for whatever reason, when you pulled out of this body, there was something that was happening to that that was very important for your soul and it crossed over like a television show that crosses over like they do with the Chicago's right. Or the, uh, the CSI's or the, or, uh, whatever the, whatever the other NCIS they're having that on Don was it just this Monday or this coming Monday where they're having a three hour event where all three shows cross over. That happens with your soul. Okay. We cross over and we recognize other souls that we know that we have either met on this planet or never met on this planet, but we know that we've known them and we go to another place and when you see somebody and you go, Oh my God, I know this person intimately. I've known this person for a long time. Okay. And, and I trust them with my life. And then you come back here and you go, who was that? That was some guy or some woman or whatever. And you're like, that's weird. And I knew that I knew them. Uh, and, and then if you ran into them on the street here, you would go, wait a minute, I know you, Do I know you, we, I know you. Sometimes you do that. You never really figure out how you know each other. All right. And because they were strangers, you didn't have time or whatever. Uh, and then you go, man, I know, I know you from, well, okay, I got to go and you got to go, but you know that you knew them from somewhere. That's because your souls have crossed and it may not be in the physical bodies that you're looking at each other with right there in that store or wherever it was that you were, where you saw them and we're able to have that quick conversation. Uh, you may have uh, had many lifetimes together. You may have been friends, family, lovers. You may have fought a war together. Who knows, right? It's somewhere in the, in your past, somewhere in your in what's happening to you now in another plane of, re of reality. So sometimes we shift to those places and we remember those and think they're just dreams. And, and the people who dream walk, uh, that's a native term uh, that, that I was taught here in, in the United States. Uh, when you're when you're dream walking, uh, that's a, the art of that is to become aware when the difference between when you're uh, pulled out of your body and you're talking to to your guides, when you're pulled out of your body and you're traveling to see people around you, when you're pulled out of your body and you're in a different reality, okay, a different universe, a different body, and it's your same soul, but now you're a different person in that in that illusion. You have to realize those things do happen. So all of those things come into play when you go into a sleep mode in this. And sometimes people do that when they're, you can do that channeling and you can either leave and go somewhere else, or you can have pull in energy from someone else and contact them like Carla was doing uh, to talk to raw. Okay. Uh, Erica said, uh, yes, I, I have had experienced that this a few times in my teenage life, laugh out loud, just in the, in the, in, in, what is this? Just in the bed, eyes open and couldn't move. That happens. And uh, I'll get into that in a second. Uh, couldn't move or talk uh, for a few minutes. Um, that happens. And, and the reason that that happens uh, is because of that, but it's, it's, it could be a different uh, uh, one thing or the other, one way or the other. 
Um, sometimes it's that you are uh, receiving energy on a good uh, in a good way. And uh, it just so happens that it, 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 work, it woke you up and you became conscious, uh, but you were frozen in place because some people always go, oh, it must have been some spirit, some entity trying to possess me. And because it, we always think negative before positive, and that has to do with the bombardment of the negative energy uh, and everything in the movies are always the devil's trying to possess you. So it gets into your head. Right. So sometimes we believe that, but sometimes it is negative energy trying to do the same thing. You learn the difference. Uh, my ex-wife, uh, if Woodrow is still in the audience, he hasn't said anything. on. I haven't checked the chat and see if he's still with us. Uh, let me go over and, and check the chat over there um, and see if he's still there. He hasn't said anything for a while. So was, he said he was having problems with his Internet. So we were at Russell's house and Russell, um, who uh, was in the audience, you guys might have seen him in the chat. Uh, if you were on um, uh, on my page, on my wall, in that uh, version, uh, instead of being on Orion Rising or over in uh, YouTube. And he's a satanic priest, okay? Odd that we've been friends for as long as we have, um, but he's, he was he is a satanic priest. So he, using necromancy, he literally had, he calls dog, uh, he literally had a, a, a sub-demon, right? Uh, that he uh, had attached to him uh, and the energy and he had it in his house, protecting his house. And anybody that was in there, it would fuck with, it would screw with them. And if they were psychic, they would see it. And if they weren't, they just got, you know, a creepy feeling or eerie feeling. And, and sometimes uh, he would, it would give you visions in your head that would uh, make you see things. Like one time we were at barbecue uh, this time, as a matter of fact, we were at a barbecue at his house, out in front of his house on the driveway and he was barbecuing. And, we, and he was cooking up some pork and some steak and ribs. All it was good stuff. And um, at the time, was it was I think it was prior to no, it was after I had been married to her, but we were divorced, but we were still uh, uh, hanging out because we did that all the way up until last year. And um, uh, she was there, and we were eating some food and listening to music. And all of a sudden, in my mind, I got a picture uh, that you know, on the food that I was eating was covered with flies and maggots. And I knew it was an illusion. I knew that it was being projected into my mind. And I could see the look on her face. And I said, are you getting the maggots and the flies uh, projected into your mind? And she goes, oh, my God, yes. You see that? I go, yeah, it's not real. I said, that's just uh, somebody screwing with us. Well, I didn't tell her what. And she, a few minutes later, said, uh, can I use your bathroom? She hadn't been inside yet. She said, can I go use your restroom? And she knew where it was. She'd been there many times. And Russell said, sure, yeah, go on. And he, so she went in the house, went down. When she came back out, she came back out. Her face was all red. She was really mad. Um, and she walked out and all of us looked and Russell saw her first because he was facing, we were out and on his front lawn sitting and he had a deck out there um, that was made of brick under this really beautiful uh, oak tree. And uh, we would sit underneath it for shade and we were sitting there. It was like a patio out front, but it was made of a brick, red brick. Uh, and uh, we were sitting there and, and she comes walking out and he goes, what's wrong? And I turn and I look at her and right then I knew what had happened. And I went, oh, crap. And as soon as I said that, Russell went, oh, crap. And she goes, you know, don't you? And she points at me and she looks at him and she goes, what the fuck do you have in your house? And he goes, oh, my God, shit. I should have warned you. And I said, oh, man, I'm really sorry. I didn't think to warn you. And I said, so, OK, what happened? And Russell was like, you didn't get hurt, did you? And she's like, no, but this is what happened. And she walked down the hall and there was something was creeping around and she knew there was something watching her. 
And when she went into the bathroom, she literally had the sense that something was charging her and she turned around and closed the door and literally something like slammed up against the door and uh, she could feel the energy and she was going to the bathroom and she knew it was outside the door. It wouldn't come in, couldn't come in, but it was out, it was out there waiting for her. And uh, finally she got mad and she flung open the door thinking that there, that there was somebody there scaring her that it was like Russell or me or somebody trying to screw with her. And then she realized that it wasn't. And then she actually could see what it looked like. Uh, and then she got really mad and, you know, got mad at it. And of course, you have to remember, she's very psychic. Uh, if those of you who know her know that, Denise, I think you still talk to her. Um, you guys know what I'm talking about. She's very psychic. She's very strong. So it wasn't like it freaked her out and it was able to, like, really do any damage to her. Uh, she repelled it quickly, but then she was mad at me because I didn't warn her and then mad at Russell because he didn't warn her. Uh, and then she came outside and I said, you know what? The good thing about this is. I tried to make it a positive because it was my fault. I didn't tell her, but you know, maybe it was subconscious. I wasn't allowed to, um, you know, on purpose or, or by dog's hand. I don't know which. And uh, I said, the good thing for you is now you know what that energy feels like. You will never not know the next time. I said, see, you know, find it, see this as a good uh, thing in a, in a learning curve that I'm wrong. You're right. I, I should, I apologize. I should have said something and Russell should have as well. And we didn't have any malintention. I wasn't doing this to test you. It wasn't anything like that. Um, this was uh, Virginia, my, my ex-wife, Virginia. Uh, uh, she, well, she was Odell. I think she's gone back to Risden. She was O'Neill when she was married to me, but Virginia, I've done, I used to do the, the, um, the shows we on the solstices, She's did Earth Day with me for a couple of years and, and we did other shows together. Um, oh, she doesn't talk to me now because when when the government overturned Roe versus Wade, I said it's a good thing because now everybody gets to vote on it. And she got mad at me and said I had my head up uh, Donald Trump's ass because she thinks that I believe in that religion uh, and that I follow that religion just because I talk about it and, and warn people about it. She assumes that I must be the enemy because that's where, unfortunately, she was... Um, she was a uh, uh, Jedi mind tricked uh, into thinking, you know, the, uh, in, in saying that I was buying into the religion and she's actually buying into the religion and taking a side uh, where I don't. Anybody who knows me knows that she should have known that because she's known me since we were 11. Right. But <laughs> so uh, Jamie says, OK, I don't want those energies showing up testing me. Well, you, you don't realize that they are trying to you. Good thing for you because of what you do. Jamie, you have a, a lot of uh, protection around you. I do now uh, because of what I do and the more I've dedicated myself back to this uh, work where I took off last lifetime uh, because I got pissed off at the universe and said, screw it, I'm not doing it anymore. And I took the entire lifetime off and I was pouting. Um, and I know this because Virginia, when we were in our early 20s, 21, 22 years old, 20, 21, 19 to 21, she asked a psychic, uh, about me because she was taught, thinking about uh, us and getting married, which we did. We got married when we were 22. So um, she was asking the psychic about me and the psychic laughed. And she said, what are you laughing at? She said, we've been watching him for a long time. And she said, what, what do you mean? And she, she, this was now my guides talking through the psychic. And the psychic said, and I know this because she played me the tape. They recorded it on, on the micro uh, a cassette that was back when we were using cassette tapes. We didn't have DVD yet. So there was no, uh, there was no smartphones yet. So she was literally had a recorder and it was a little micro cassette recorder. And she gave it to my, uh, my then girlfriend who became my wife, my then fiance who became my wife and who were now divorced. So 
she played it for me and, the, and she said we're laughing she said we've been watching him for a long time he's come here as a teacher and he did that for thousands of years and then he got mad at the universe and got frustrated so he took this last lifetime before this one completely off he refused to do anything and he just lived his life and in this life he hasn't made the decision and i was literally at that time of my life deciding whether or not i was going to do what i'm doing now i was actually contemplating whether or not i was going to help people again or not at that time never said a word to her about it and the psychic said we're waiting for him to to decide whether or not he wants to go back to work because that's what he signed on to do and then of course later uh even when i hadn't fully uh um, committed that was when I, I talked to Casey. I believe I told you this story. Um, I said it on air, and I'm going to say it again on air. That I literally uh, got into it with with Freya, with Freya, Thor's mother, and um, Odin got pissed off at me. That scared me. By the way, it was fucking scary. Um, I was uh, literally in a deep meditation. I found myself literally in Valhalla. And, and, and I was called before, and there's a reason for that, and I'll explain that in a second. I was called before her, and because um, Thor and I have a, 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 a very good friendship. We always have for a long time, for many thousands of years. And we're a lot alike, too much alike, according to both mom and dad, okay? Too, way too much alike. And... Um, I needed uh, the protection of a gargoyle uh, and I still work with this gargoyle and the gargoyle was friends with Thor and Thor said, you two need to meet. You're just like him. You guys would get along. Uh, and uh, his name is Trendle, by the way. And Trendle and I formed a friendship and Trendle has been on that plane. Gargoyles were invented to hunt down demons. Okay, they're they are they look like demons. They scare people. Look like them. And, and if you play World of Warcraft today, in World of Warcraft, you are now uh, uh, seeing gargoyles in the in the in because the, they call them dragonkin. Uh, and the new uh, expansion that just was released in November is you're on the Dragon Isles, and you're flying on dragons, drakes, and you're meeting, and you can actually transform yourself uh, from whatever race you are into a dragon. Okay, those dragons are gargoyles. And they look just like gargoyles. And uh, so if you ever grew up watching the cartoon gargoyles, you understand that they're different sizes and shapes and colors. And that's the way they are. So I've been working with Thor's energy. I have his uh, tattoo, his, his hammer on my leg that goes from almost my knee to my ankle on the outside of my right leg. I have Odin tattooed on my left leg. I have both Odin and Freyr on my backs, on my uh, shoulder blades on the back, on my back. And uh, mo other Viking uh, symbols as well. Uh, on my body and Celtic uh, Viking symbols tattooed all religious. And um, I was called before her because um, yeah, right. Penny said, I love that cartoon. Me too. That, they made that cartoon very well because the, the, the gargoyles, that was their job in the cartoon. That's why the churches, especially the Roman Catholic church had gargoyles and still do to this day on their churches, their castles and all of that stuff on all of the corners. Uh, they protect the church to keep away evil spirits and, and demons out of the churches. Um, and that's a real thing. So in the 3D reality, the statues are there to represent, to show people that that's the spiritual in that world, in that plane, that's happening, right? 
Yeah, see, Casey says, oh, my God. She says, laugh out loud. Yes, we did talk about Thor uh, almost making me pee uh, myself, right? Yeah, we did. So uh, so the, here's the story. So she, I'm in an argument with her because she's telling me I'm supposed to get back to work. You need to get back to work. And I was pissed off, so I started lipping off to her, a goddess, right? One of the major arcana, right? Not a minor arcana, but one of the of the largest goddesses older than Jesus on this physical plane, <laughs> okay? And I'm being a dick. And, and she got mad at me because I started talking like her son, who you have to remember, got so they got so mad at him, his father stripped him of his powers and send him to earth, still immortal, <laughs> sent him to earth. And he had to work his way back into his God's graces, into his father's graces. So here I am being a dick and I'm talking shit to a goddess who can end me. And then all of a sudden the whole place goes almost dark and the ground rumbles and things get like fiery red, like molten lava everywhere. And this deep, accurate smell of smoke appears out of nowhere and then the smoke comes through the wall and i realize that it's materializing into a really really pissed off odin <laughs> i laugh now but i almost peed i was so scared <laughs> right don't piss off freya well then it gets worse because she's mad at me and the whole place is going unglued and because all of that's happening that was her doing then Odin shows up because of what was happening and he's pissed off because I'm talking to her that way. And so he comes in, she gets mad at him now for thinking he has to take care of, of me or, or, or anything. And so now he's in the doghouse. I'm in the doghouse. He's more mad at me now because now I got him into the doghouse. So I got everybody just pissed off at me. And she literally said to me, you need, and it's, of course, she's using my English words in my head, right? She's just scolding me with her look. And in my head, I hear, you need to shut the fuck up and get the fuck to work. You signed on for this. You signed up for this. You volunteered for this. Do your fucking job. <laughs> she didn't even say it out loud. She didn't have to. It was booming, loud and resonating in my skull as if like when you hear and there's in a movie and and, you know, like in the uh, like the scary part of of uh, Wizard of Oz when they came in and there was the big rumbling voice that was coming from everywhere. That was happening in my head. That was worse than the red dragon I ran into in another meditation. And I thought that was scary. But that was the scariest moment was was Odin's red eye <laughs> and, and his coming as smoke and then materializing and the smell of that was burnt hair and like and then I realized that that was her smoldering and everything around me was turning into hell uh, because of her anger and and I was like oh, 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 oh shit talk about being humbled right so yeah I was humbled but then she was mad at him for thinking that he had to do something about it uh, and and then he got mad at me because I made him do that. Uh, and so that whole thing for me was just a disaster. And I apologized and bowed as low. I had literally was laying on the ground uh, in front of her and she laughed at me and said, you don't need to do that. Stand up. 
I'm not the Pope. Oh my God. She has a great sense of humor, by the way. Um, she, I'm not the Pope for God's sake. She said, not for Odin's sake. I'm not there. She said, for God's sake, I'm not the Pope for God's sake, God's sake, stand up. And, um, and she said, you are far, far, far too much like this one. And, and you've been spending too much time with my son. That's what she told me. She's like, oh my God. And, and she's looked at Thor, she looked at Odin and said, is he one of your bastards? She literally, that was funny. That's not a joke. Is he one of your bastards and you're not telling me? Is he a half, you know, like, like uh, Hercules, right? And I was like, oh my God, that would be cool. Am I? You know? And he was like, no, but he should be. That kind of fucking attitude is what was going on in my head. I know that that was a translation from their words into what I could understand. Um, <laughs> but I was, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. When I, when I came out of the, the meditation, I was sweating profusely. My heart was beating. I was scared. It was hilarious. Right. So uh, you have to realize that, that, that not all that doesn't always go well. Everyone's an individual, even gods and goddesses have a personality. You have to realize that they are individuals uh, as well as a collective. And they had in, and to work with them, even if you're psychic and Jamie, you know, this and anybody who's psychic, you know, this, um, yes, it was in a meditation. I didn't literally go there. Although I did, my spirit literally was there. So it was no different than my physical body was, was here, but I was there just as well as I am here. And that's something that you have to realize guys that uh, on an astral plane, if you leave your body and your spirit goes somewhere, there is no difference between this physical reality and that place you go to. You just think this place is more real because when you're here, you have an ego that tells you this place is the real place and everything else is not true. When the, in fact, that's the trap of the mind. And this is what Ra's trying to tell you in all the messages that are coming through all the time, constantly in what Ra's talking about. It's trying to allude to all of the, and that's when in every scroll, I don't care what religion, if you read their ancient texts or even the ones they have published today, but the ones that are published today, they try to change that to where it doesn't really come across. Okay. But, it, but you can still find, especially in the Dead Sea Scrolls, the Nag Hammadi, all of those, right? All of the Dead Sea Scrolls anywhere on the world, you can read those scrolls and you can see that message more prevalent there because it's not been edited. Those messages were completely removed and tried to be cast out into oblivion so that nobody could get that information to you in any way uh, because of the content of that information. And that is why I have studied all of that and I still do. And I constantly look for something, new scrolls that I've never read from a, either a, an older religion a newer religion or anything that anybody ever finds. If they find something, I'm like, I want to read it. I want to know about it. What is it? Where did it come from? When was it published? Even if it was published 20 years ago, a thousand years ago, 10,000 years ago, a hundred thousand years ago, I don't care. I'm a theologian. That's what I do. So I constantly ask people. And if they send, I tell people all the time, if you know of something, tell me, uh, you know, to read. And if it's, if it's an opinion piece, uh, I don't tend to to go after that. I try to stay a little more organic. But if it's something that is a scroll or a you know something, this is a creation story from the Coptic people in AD 27. I'll read it. But if it's like you know Emerson, Emerson is is brilliant. Don't get me wrong. 
Emerson's brilliant. Jung is brilliant. All these uh, contemporaries are brilliant, just as brilliant as the old ones. But they're all just rehashing and, and coming up with new ways of, of, of thinking. That's why they're, they, they serve their purpose. I'm not saying that Carl Jung's ideology is not something to pay attention to because that was so forward thinking. That's why he has an institute named after himself. It is so forward thinking and closer to the mark of what we're supposed to do. It is as close written in the 20th century as Lao Chi writing the Tao Di Chi in the in the the minus one, uh, one, you know 600s, right? 600 AD. I'm sorry, 600 BC, 640 to 38 to 40 BC, right? Uh, BCE before Common Era, um, and and that was the exact same time that the Buddha that information came out. So if you read the Tao Di Chi, the Book of the Way. If you read the Buddha, the, the Buddhist way, and then you look at Carl Jung's way, and then you read Jesus Christ or or you read uh, Moses or you read, uh, you know, Mohammed, any of those. Right. Um, you will see the same message. And if you don't, then you're 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 not ready to see the bigger message yet. And that's what I'm trying to teach is that there is a bigger message and it is in everything. It's in, a, in every book. So when it comes to like Jung and and even Joseph Campbell and and all of these people, contemporaries, uh, Emerson and all these contemporaries, you know, uh, philosophers and all, it, it, they they have a purpose. All of those will teach you something. And then eventually when you get to a point where you realize they're all telling you the same story, it doesn't matter what book you read because you're going to get the same message. And that's, that's when you get a high enough uh, vibration. You start getting all the same message no matter where you read it. <laughs> so then you start going, okay, this can't be a mistake. It can't be a coincidence because the message is literally the same and coming through the same in anything that you read, in anything that you hear, in anything that you watch. You start seeing it. It's just not because you're crazy. And some people try and gaslight you and say, well, no, dude, you're just looking into that because you want it to say that. And so you can make that. That's how they cast doubt into your brain. This is what Ra is talking about here. So let's continue a little bit more with Ra, right? And then I'll end up cutting in again and talking uh, uh, incessantly like I do. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. And those of you who are leaving, I have to leave. I apologize for going on uh, as long as I do. But here, let's continue now. So it is, it is very important that you're aware of the energies of every cycle and become in tune with your energy in all of your cycles personally, because the date, time, minute, hour, minute, second you were born with the DNA that you have, with the name that you have. And every part of that equation plays into everything that your soul is representing on a physical level. Okay. So your name, your date, your time, your parents, the country you were born in, the city you were born in, the time of day you were born uh, in, the era that was happening at that time that you were born, uh, all of that is a physical manifestation of what you're bringing to this physical plane in some way. And I've explained that many times about my my physical body is a manifestation of of where I came from in the Orion, uh, the belt of Orion, the center uh, galaxy, center universe in the Orion uh, galaxy. And uh, that is literally the planet that I came from, that that I literally am, am emissary from is literally half Viking, half Celt. And the, the people in Orion's belt, all of the people in those uh, on the, the left side, if you're looking at it from our perspective, looking up in the left side of Orion, his right side of his body, 
uh, it would be the left side that we're seeing from the opposite of, you know what I'm saying? So the, the people on the left side, on the right side of his body, those are, those are Celts. The people in the middle are half breeds and the people on the right, which is his left side of the body are Vikings. And, and literally that is the three races that make up that belt of Orion. And I'm not saying everybody's from there because everybody's from different places, but there's a good portion of people that are from that Orion's belt. There's people that are all over Orion, Siri, the dog star, all of that, uh, that are here on this planet that are from all these different places. Now, that your physical manifestation here is, is literally telling your soul to remind you of who your soul is and what it represents, okay? Uh, and, and then your, your things that you like, and your dislikes that you have on this planet are uh, are sometimes reminders of what you've done in other lives. People are born in the United States, but they love everything Japanese, and they decorate their house very Asian. There's a good possibility you were, in fact, Japanese in your last lifetime. Um, some people come through, and they're scared to death of fire. There's a good possibility you died because of fire in a, in a past life. Or water, scared to death of water, don't want to swim in it. My brother must have drowned because he is deathly afraid of water. Even though he swims in it, it, take, it used to take him 15 minutes to get into a swimming pool. Not a joke. He was always scared. And if you splashed him with the water, he would lose his breath and, and almost go into a panic just by getting splashed before he was able to get wet. He is that way his whole life. And until, uh, until I realized, I used to be mean to him and splash him. And then I was like, that's not right. We shouldn't do that to my brother. And I stopped doing that by the time I was 12 or 13. But then as I got older, I realized he must have drowned. He's scared to death of water. He must have drowned in his past life. He may have, in the last life he was in, he may have died drowning. And then he's born to this life and he's scared to death of water because of that. He could swim when he was in there. He could swim like a fish. But getting into the water was scary to him until he was in the water and then he was fine. He could swim around. He'd stay in the water all day. But getting into that water was scary to him and he would overcome that and he'd be fine. So he must have drowned in, 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 in a past life, whether it was this last one, just before this or what. It was scary enough to where it bleeds over into this lifetime. You have to realize all of these things play a factor in your reality and your perception of your reality and the things. And when you don't think about any of those and, and you just let your, just let this reality take over you, it's easier and you're more susceptible because you're not aware of these things uh, to negative energy. And this is what raw is telling us right here about the modus operandi of, and we he ta was talking about it last week as well. That's why we talked about it, spent so much time on it. And I'm spending a lot of time on this because this is one of the most important things for your defense in, in your reality is to realize, first of all, to get in tune with yourself and to get in tune with what you can and can't eat and what you can, you know, the energies of, you know, they, they all want you to buy processed food because it's low energy. It's run off an assembly line made by machines. So the vibration of it is crap. They want you living in a square house. You know, everything is, is square, not dom, dome-like. Because of that, it, it's right. You're claustrophobic. I'm claustrophobic as well. Oh my God, my life has been crazy. You have no idea. Uh, I used to work in retail and I used to work in malls and I would be scared to death to, to walk outside the store because uh, I, I remember a couple of times and if Virginia was here, you, she would tell you the story. We literally go into a mall over there in the city of Concord where, where uh, uh, Russell, who was on talking earlier, was, uh, was, lives right now. 
I was down there and I was living there and we were going into a, to the mall that's called Sun Valley Mall. And uh, in its in its multi-leveled. And when you walk in, you're on the middle floor. Uh, uh, there's a floor that's a subfloor, you know, below the actual parking lot. There's a floor and then there's one above. And we walked in. And we're taking the escalator down. And as you're taking the escalator down, you literally are coming down and the, the mall is just a thousand yards straight ahead. Everything was just, it was just this one giant uh, strip mall that was in, you know, giant, just shops on both sides, three levels. Uh, and you know how malls are across the United States. They're that way, probably across the world. And as I was coming down, there were so many people. You could not see the floor anywhere in that mall. And I, I panicked. I was on the escalator and I was holding on to the escalator and I saw all those people and they were getting closer and closer and closer to me. And I actually uh, halfway down looked, I couldn't even look, I couldn't look at her. I believe it was her. It was either her. I think it was Virginia. Uh, it could have been Cheryl. It was one of those two women because that's who I was with back then. It was before I was married and I was dating um, uh, both those women around that same time period. And um, which I ended up marrying Virginia and not Cheryl. I should have married Cheryl. Anyway, I, she didn't want to get married and I would have, uh, she was the one that got away. I should have just stayed where she wanted to cohabitate. She didn't care about marriage and she was very awake. And, and now I, I look back on that and go, man, I should have went with that. We never fought. We only had one fight ever. Anyway, one of those two women and I was, and I literally froze and I said, you have to get me out of here. You have to get me out of here. Oh my God, you have to get me out of here. And she was like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm panicking. I started sweating. She's like, oh my God, you're like sweating. I'm like, I, I am, I am scared to death. I'm not going to be able to get off this, this escalator. It's a good thing. It's going to push me off onto the floor, but I have to go. You have to get me out of here, please. You can come in and shop. I'll wait outside, but I cannot come into this place. Oh my God. There are too many people here. And she was like, you're not kidding. I'm like, I'm scared to death. Get me out of here. And she was like, okay. She literally had to grab me because I was, I wouldn't move. I literally, the escalator pushed me to the bottom platform and people behind now were coming down. And she had to grab me and I said, get me out of here, get me out of here, get me out of here. And I wasn't saying it loud, but I was saying it, she could hear me. So she grabbed my arm and she literally with her body, put her shoulder into me and spun me around. Luckily the up escalator is right there. Right? <laughs> she's like, Oh my God. Yes. Right. Same thing happened to you. You've gone through these. She says, I remember it. Same thing happened to you probably. Right. So she literally had to grab me and turn me around and push me onto the escalator. And I stood on the escalator and I held onto the escalator and started going back up. And she just stood behind me and literally got as close to me. That's why I thought it might've been Cheryl because Cheryl used to, when I was in a panic at a store standing on line, people are standing in line. Was, there's not much room. And I still panic to this day. Cheryl would come up behind me and put her body against mine and put her rest her chin on my shoulder with her head next to my face, her face next to mine. She would stand there and sometimes put her arms around me because she knew that I would be panicking. She'd see me starting to panic and she would literally do that. And it was like a blanket. And I, and, and, uh, and I'm the man I am today because of what she did for me back then. I don't know if she even knows that. I bet she does. Cause she was really awake back then. I don't even know if she's alive. Had a dream about her. That's why I brought her up. Had a dream about her. She came to me last night for some reason. Uh, I was in a dream and she came and didn't say a word, didn't say a word to me at all. But in my dream, she was in my presence and made sure I could feel her energy. And I went, oh, man, I think she might be dead when I woke up because she came to me in, in the dream. And uh, and she I was she didn't say a word. She was just there. And she was and I could feel her presence like I could when I was having a panic attack 25 years ago. And she was just there. And uh, I spent some time with her. And never We never spoke. 
which it was that's not odd because I was very quiet then and my father was the same way and we would go places and just sit and be in each other's presence and look at them watch the world and not even hardly speak and I did that with her as well and so it was just familiar and I knew it was her I could feel her energy and I hadn't felt her energy for a long time and then I woke up and I realized that I had left from her presence and I didn't know why and then I woke up my alarm went off and I woke up this morning and I thought, oh, God, I hope she's not dead now. I haven't spoken to her in, I don't know, a decade or longer, 20 years probably. I don't know. Uh, either way. But that's why I'm bringing her up. But the, but uh, so I think might have been her. It was one of those two women because they were really the only two that were aware. No, no, my current, uh, my wife I just divorced, my second wife that I just divorced, she was the same way. She would, she would, she knows about me, my colorblindness and my, my fear of places. So, you have to, in case he's like, right, I'm learning. Yeah, you you have to learn, uh, not just uh, you know, like oh, Denise says, I have a fear of driving uh, now. Virginia, who uh, who uh, was my first wife, she had a fear of driving over bridges. My mother was the same way. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, there's a good possibility that she died crashing off a bridge. I, I don't know, or from a high place. My mother was scared to death of bridges, and Virginia was afraid uh, to even if I'm driving over a bridge, mm -hmm. but she could not to this day can't drive over a bridge herself. Um, but she can do it if you're driving, but she's still scared to death. Uh, and, you know, and some people would just say, oh, they're just girly. No, no, no. That was an, an, an innate fear. <laughs> right. So uh, so you have to. And that, those are the things that you have to become aware of and then look into and, and think to yourself, where does this fear come from? Uh, you know, did something happen to me in my childhood? Well, if you if you then say, well, no, and you talk to your parents or whatever, they no, nothing ever happened to you. You didn't almost drown as a kid. You've never had that issue. Uh, you weren't afraid of heights. You weren't afraid of, but you know that you've had that fear and it's something that not, didn't just happen to you. Uh, and then sometimes when you become more in tune with yourself, these things appear because they're uh, problems that you are still working on as a soul and they are residual memories from a different lifetime. Okay. You have to become aware of all of that because all of that has to do with tuning yourself. Right. I'm all about that this this month because that's what this moon is about. That's what the message from raw is about. And it'll be about that next week and in the week after going through this entire session and partly into 13. Um, so so don't think that I'm uh, getting off topic here. This is in it's January, the month one, first full moon. All of this, everything aligns in a way that that even with the law of one, when I've done it, I did all 106 sessions over a, a 20 month time period. Uh, uh, or no, it was two years. It was two years and 10 months that it took me to do the whole 106 sessions the last time I did this. And every single episode was exactly at the right time. Okay. Uh, and every single session was exactly at the right time. So, so this, it's the beginning of the year, first full moon of the year. And where the apex of the moon happens to be today, we talked about that. It happened uh, 17 minutes after I uh, came on, 15 minutes after I came on uh, uh, the air. Uh, was the apex for this planet, not just for where I'm standing, but for the entire Earth, the apex of the full moon. So we are now starting to wane, but it, you won't be able to perceive that for two and a half more days. Uh, no matter where you are on the planet right now, you look full to you and feel full to you for another uh, almost three days. Okay. Um, and, and so all of that is playing into this is now the first full moon after the three year activation, which was the solstice, the winter solstice, if you're in the northern hemisphere of the planet or the southern solstice, if you're in the southern hemisphere of the planet that just happened in December 
uh, on the 22nd of December. This is literally today is, if you count from the 12 days of Christmas, today is the 12th day of Christmas. After today, uh, I will take down my Christmas tree because the 12 days of Christmas, your blot, your blot is now over. Um, Alban, uh, uh, what is it? Alban, Alfan, Alban, Alfan, your blood. Christmas is now over. The 12 days ended today on the first full moon of the first of the new uh, millennium. All of this is happening today. Okay. So yeah, Penny, happy birthday, by the way. My buddy, uh, Paul turned 56 today. It's his birthday as well. Uh, he's not on here right now, but he should be. Uh, right. So, oh my God, my birthday is, is on the full moon. Yes. If, if today is your birthday, Penny, a happy birthday. Uh, like Paul Tavares, if you happen to tune in, happy birthday. Uh, your first, your birthday this year is a stellar one because you're on a micro moon, a wolf moon, full moon, the first full moon of the new millennium of Bakhtun 13, which is the, the beginning of the age of Aquarius. So this is the beginning. The new moon was the beginning and that happened on the solstice. Okay, and that think about that alignment, the way the universe had that align up. The 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 activation was the was the was the was two weeks ago, 12 days ago was the activation. 15 days is a half a month, unless it's a, a half of, of 28 days for the lunar calendar, which is what it was. So we're looking at the new millennium began at the end for the, the literal three-year cycle. And that was then, and this is the very first full moon of the very first full, uh, month of the very first year of the of the new activation of the Kundalini energy going into the feminine, away from the masculine and waning away from the masculine. From this point on, this is the age of Aquarius that has started now. Okay, so your birthday this year is actually very important. <laughs> this is a date that right now this world is not going to remember, but in a hundred years, a thousand years on a different plane, this event that is taking place today is actually going to be uh, something uh, like in this reality, by the way, I was knighted. Let's let, let me go to, to things that have happened that I was unaware of. In the reality that I came from, uh, when Pope John Paul II died, that day I was, uh, was doled up in my uh, uniform to become a knight, knighted by the Holy Roman Catholic uh, uh, seat, okay? And um, we were waiting. There was um, 200 of us, I think they said. It was a lot. It was a ton of us. It was the largest group that was going to be knighted that year on the face of the earth. And it happened here in California, uh, about 20 miles away from where I am now, the West Coast. And there was, there was uh, hundreds of us. But at that, at that place, there was like 46, which was also a very large um, po a population of, of knights to be knighted in one place uh, that they had ever had in the state of California. And I was going to be knighted, and I was, but it, but at the time, we were in the parking lot. To, we were massing in the parking lot of this, um, this uh, hotel, and um, uh, we were being brought into the auditorium. We couldn't see anything before we were brought in. So we had to be outside and mustered outside, and we were, and we were all dressed in our tuxedos with our sashes and all of our ornamentation and all this stuff in our in our uh, Knights of Columbus uh, sashes and all everything. And 
um, all of a sudden we didn't have uh, smartphones back then. So we had pagers and blackberries and all of a sudden cell phones, we did have cell phones, but they were just all, you know, analog uh, compared to our digital. Now all everybody's phones were going off. Pages were going off. Blackberries were going off and everybody in the whole place is you know, lit up ring. And we all started grabbing our shit and we found out that Pope John Paul had just died. That is important because um, I was unaware of this until two days ago or three days ago. This is not a joke. Until three days ago, I found out that in the reality that we are currently residing in, Pope John Paul was actually canonized and made a saint in 2014. Where I come from, that has not happened yet. Okay. In the reality that I was in and in the memory that I have, there was no knighting yet or no, no canonizing of Pope John Paul. And the reason that, that I know that is because 200 knights across the world have the privilege because when a person dies, when a, when a Pope dies, and if they are made a saint, then the feast of that saint is on the day they died, not the day that they were canonized, but the day they died. Okay. So 200 men across this entire planet have the distinction and why this is important to us. I'll tell you in a second have the distinction of being knighted on the feast of, of St. John Paul II. That becomes important. Why? Because the when the Templar Knights were outed by the church because they owned more land and money than the church, and the church in Rome made a deal with the king in France who both were owed the Knights Templars um, um, way tons of uh, it would be considered hundreds of billions, if not trillions in, in uh, dollars today. Uh, they owed the, the Knights uh, Templar. They decided to arrest them all and confiscate all of their money, land, all of their ships, their military, and everything. And they did that. And that was back in, in uh, 1307 on uh, Friday, October 13th. And that was where we get the unlucky number 13. If you were on the list, uh, you got arrested at 7 a.m. Uh, Zulu time on the planet at the time and the knights were tipped off and in the darkness before they were arrested, um, 98% of all the knights, all of their wealth, all of their land, all of their ships, all of their armaments, all of their people disappeared off the face of the earth to never be seen again. And uh, only a small contingent stayed behind and were tried for heresy and, and all of this and that, and they, they were disbanded. And they went all across the world and started all kinds of things, and including the the you know the, the Swedish and Swiss governments, and uh, freed Scotland, and and, and eventually uh, became uh, the uh, underground that became the uh, the uh, Freemasons, and now have restarted back up, and they were started up as the Templar Knights in the twenty uh, 21st century uh, again. So the Temple Knights were around uh, the Freemasons and the Knights of Columbus. Were, were created by descendants of the Templar Knights. And um, they were an outlaw um, knight organization not acknowledged or embraced by the Holy Roman Catholic Church for 150 years, 160 years. And then Pope John Paul II um, made them, and they are currently the only holy order in the, in the uh, Roman Catholic Church. Uh, religion. So the even the Temple Knights are currently not part of that, although the Swiss Guard, which 
the, the Sw Switzerland was created by the Templar Knights and all the Swiss Guard are actual descendants from the Templars. Um, they've been the guards guarding the, the uh, Roman church for the last couple hundred years. Uh, and they are Templar Knights anyways, um, which is which is ironic when you think about it. But the people in the church know that. Uh, and as long as they didn't try to be an upstart. And that's why when the when the Knights of Columbus created themselves, which was uh, Father McGivney, Michael J. McGivney here in the United States, um, started up the Temple of Night or the, the I'm sorry, the Knights of Columbus. Um, and uh, 150 or 160 years later, John Paul, the second uh, reintroduced them and, and, and embraced them back into the church. So those of us who are uh, Roman Catholic or were knighted, uh, were very fond of John Paul II because he was the one that brought the the uh, the Temple Knights effectively back into the Church's graces, uh, and um, and so those of us who were knighted on the day he died are now um, knighted and have the distinction of being knighted on the day of his feast because he was made a saint and canonized as a saint. However, until three days ago, I was unaware that the reality that I currently reside in where I'm talking to you guys uh, right now, that he was a saint until it was uh, on Jeopardy. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, what? And I grabbed my phone and looked it up. And I was like, I, I was alive. I was in the United States. I was in Arizona in 2014. How is it that I was not knowing that information when I was actually knighted on the day of his death and did not get that information for nigh on to eight years, to almost nine years? Right. And that's when I laughed and said out loud to myself, this is not the reality that I was residing in. And those of you who know me well enough, you know, the difference of, of when that shift it happened. Um, and it's uh, it's only been about six or eight months and, that it happened because uh, the, my personality is slightly different to you than it used to be eight months ago or, or so. Uh, and it's not because I quit drinking back in March because that happened quickly and everybody was, even my um, voice and the way I talk online, they were like, you you don't sound like the same person. You are different. You say words differently than you did before. Uh, and literally those of you who knew me closely uh, uh, said that about me and said, wow, you're a different person now. I, and I can tell you're not the same person that was this personality. Uh, I am the same soul. But the person that was occupying this body, which is with me on a higher plane, has, has has shifted now to a different place. And I shifted into this reality. Um, I've done that many times. I go where the universe needs this personality. And um, so in a sense, I'm a walk-in. But the truth is, I was born here legally. Um, so I am a wanderer. But in this reality, I am a walk-in because I was, um, even though everything here is identical, it's not. <laughs> it's not identical to uh, and, you know, there are small differences, but Pope John Paul was not canonized in my reality yet. And we were still hoping that it was going to happen. And now I come here and realize just because it happened, stance, I didn't check because I didn't think there was a reason to because he hadn't been canonized. It's on television. And I looked it up on the Internet and was like 2014. My God, where was I? And I'm like, I wasn't in this reality. Okay, so I'm going to have to go because my mother has now gotten up. She's bored with what's on television, and she went in and closed her door, which means that she's going to go to bed. She does that when she's bored with television. If I don't have the right show on for her, she'll get up and go to bed. Um, it's dark time, and now she's going to bed, so now I have to go and get her back up because we haven't even eaten dinner. So I'm going to so I'm going to get off of here, and we'll pick this up next week. But that's a true story, guys, and I'm not afraid to say it. 
Uh, and some people would think I'm crazy and tune me out or change the channel and go, that guy's nuts. He believes that he was truthfully, um, you know, it's, it's called the Mandela effect. You can look it up. And they always say that it's just bullshit. And you just remember things wrongly. Uh, and that's what they say the Mandela effect is because some people, they call it that because some people believe and remember Mandela, Nelson Mandela dying when Stephen Biko died in prison at the same time that Stephen Biko died, but he didn't in this reality. So he became the president of South Africa and some people still remember that. Just like Smokey Bear, some people remember him called Smokey the Bear and in this reality, he's called Smokey Bear. I remember him as Smokey the Bear and used to have one when I was a kid. He was one, my teddy bear. It was Smokey the Bear, not Smokey Bear. Okay. And so I was in a reality and shifted along with all those people that are in this reality who believe and remember Smokey the Bear. <laughs> okay. And not Smokey Bear. Uh, so we shift a lot and you have to become aware of those things and open your mind to those possibilities. Right. Uh, because the, because those, this is the illusion. And once you start to realize that, and that's literally what, that, what uh, Lao Chi said uh, when they wrote the Tao Te Chi about that. Uh, was, you know, those people who can see this as a, a as an illusion and create their own illusion and stick to that illusion will find the way to heaven. That's a direct quote from Lao Chi, who uh, said that in six, uh, was it six, 631, 634 BCE. So that was 34 years before Jesus Christ was even born. Okay. And he said that, all right. So Smokey the Bear, right? You remember Penny says Smokey the Bear, right? If you look it up, it's Smokey Bear, right? So you came from a reality and shifted with me in that same reality. And there's Casey. Most wanderers I found remember Smokey the Bear. So we came from a reality and shifted into this reality in mass, guys. And this is why I say, like, Casey, you and I, we have parallels. And even more so, you know, I didn't realize that you were as as claustrophobic as you are. And you and I have a lot of parallels in, in common with our personalities. So it's obvious that we've come from the same place, right? Because we're, we're, there, there's parallels that are being drawn that keep you and I laughing and staying working together. And I, and I find that with everybody else. Look at the parallel penny now. She's like, yeah, Smokey the Bear, right? So that, that happens with all of us as we start to gravitate towards each other. We find that there's so many things that we have in common that transcend this reality into other realities and past lives. And all of those are supposed to be here to remind us uh, or at least have us talk to each other and become friendly with each other even more so because and drawn to each other. Wow, man, we have so much in common and we laugh and we talk because of that. We get along better and we stay connected. There's a reason for all of that. That happens because we're all supposed to work together to do what we're doing. And we're finding each other and gravitating towards each other. And it's all these things that we once we get to know each other is what's pulling us together. All those things, the universe is having all of those experiences happen to us. And it gives us things to talk about and it makes us more comfortable with each other. Do you see? And then we tend to stay closer to each other and work with each other and work off of each other's energy, protect each other, strengthen numbers. We came here as a unit on a larger scale, guys, and we're supposed to work together here, down here at this time to do what we're doing. And we're all finding each other because of what we can do. And I tell people that I'm supposed to do that. I'm a beacon, not, on, not the only one. There's millions of us, but I'm one of the beacons for the wanderers to find me so that I can help you remember who you are and help you remember what your what your uh, mission is. And each one of us doesn't have, we don't all have the same mission. Well, the, the big mission is we do. We're here to educate, help people in some way and raise the vibration. And all of us do it individually. And so we have all brought our own skills. 
here. And some of you will do the same thing. You'll do psychic work. You'll do uh, speaking. You'll do books. You'll do whatever. And some of you may not. Some of you might just be teachers and taking care of kids or helping divorced women or battered children or whatever. But it's all, we're all little pieces. We're all cogs in that big wheel. Okay. And, and, but we all have things in common and our backstories, our experiences in common that we have small things that are unsaid most of the time to most people. We they get wrung out in places like this when I say something and someone says, "Oh yeah, my God, me too." Those are that's when we have conversations. Since we're in different places on the planet, different places in the country, we don't get to hang around some fire together or at a, at a some local diner to sit around and talk. So the only place we can do that is in meeting places. That's why I've set up these groups to do chats. That's why I do this online. Peter, welcome from Ireland, my friend. Uh, welcome. I would see his ears were burning. I was talking about a coalition of, of people coming here for a purpose and Peter pops in. It's freaking after midnight in, in the UK and he's in Ireland. So he's been caught home from the pub for Christ's sake. So it's eight hours ahead of here. So it's, yeah, it's after midnight. You're like one thirty-two in the morning. Uh, so it, that's my point, guys. So we're drawn to each other. You need to look into those things. That's doing the shadow work, right? Uh, yeah, I, Penny, we have a chat group. Well, there's a couple of them. One is... Uh, you look them up on, uh, uh, maybe I'll have to get a link here. Somebody link that to her if you guys can, if you guys are friends with Penny. Uh, there's the class chat, the law of one class chat. It's on Messenger, uh, where everybody that is in this class is welcome to come in there and ask questions or just hang out and talk. And then there's returning to the old ways, which we just created. I just created. Peter said, hey, can we create a chat on Instagram like we have on Messenger? I said, I don't know. I think we can. He says, I think we can. So I created that on there as well. So there's a returning to the old ways chat and uh, and a law of one class chat that most people that, are, that come in here that talk are in those. So somebody give uh, Penny the link. If not, I'll try and post it after I go and wake my mother up and get her back up, uh, which I have to go do now to give her dinner. Um, I'll I'll put it. I'll come in and I'll put re put it. So check back here in a little bit. Right. Okay. So thank you. Casey will invite Penny. So get Penny into both those groups because the energy in there and the people that are in there and the, and the, the conversations that we have in there are like this in here, man, they run on for a while sometimes. And other times it's crickets for a day or two. But uh, I try to, to, to post in there. Peter does uh, Peter Coyle, who's here now tries to post in those every day. Peter GV from South Africa, he tries to post in there every day. Uh, we try to keep the conversations going so that we can help everybody to uh, uh, recognize and remember who you are and why you're here and what your abilities are here. That's why we have the groups on Facebook uh, for the psychic reading and development uh, as well as to hone your skills and to give you a place to use those skills uh, and to uh, help you and have uh, people supporting you and also give you what you need to then go on your own to do your own thing to, if you want to charge money, if you want to, I do Reiki, I'm a Reiki master teacher. Um, you know, we teach uh, psychic abilities. Doesn't matter what the ability is, card readings, all of that stuff. We teach you how to unlock those, uh, those skills in your body. And we also teach you what you need to know to do that and how to do that. We teach all of this all the time. It's what we do. This is our hobby. This is our. Uh, this is how we're fighting uh, in this in this uh, you know battle between good and evil. Is this illusion that is the battle between good and evil is that by doing that. That's what we're here for to do is to wake everybody up and to get them to remember what's going on. All right, I got to go because mom will fall asleep and it'll be harder to get her back up. So I love you guys. I'll see you guys next week. Have a great weekend. And remember, this is only the beginning. It's the beginning of Bakhtun 13. It's the beginning of the age of Aquarius. First full moon of the first month of the first millennium of the beginning of the millennium. 
All right. I love you guys. I'll see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.